Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. Having, just to do like the elevator pitch for having network attached storage, having effectively unlimited storage is an incredibly powerful thing because then it's the difference between getting rid of 90% of the raw photos that you shoot and keeping all of the raw photos that you shoot. Now, obviously, there's some caveats in that particular example, but you know what I mean. And and um, it, having effectively infinite storage is extremely cool because you don't have to worry, uh, was that picture worth 100 megabytes? Was that video worth 6 gigabytes or whatever the case may be? Just screw it. Just keep it. Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of iPad Pros. This episode continues on in the kind of paternity leave episodes as we welcome our new little one into this world and uh so this episode will kind of continue on from the last episode uh but this time i'm recording after the little one kind of surprised us and came a bit early so so some fun topics covered this week uh, wide ranging and we dive into photography uh baby accounts online and some general father advice uh, from our guest today, Casey Liss. You may know Casey from the Accidental Tech podcast, Analog, and a bunch of other podcasts that, that he has guested on. And he's spoken a bunch in the past about um, his journey as a father. And I want to chat with him about uh, my new journey that I'm about to embark on. With that said, a reminder that you can support this podcast over at patreon.com slash iPadPros for as little as a dollar a month or directly in the Apple Podcasts app by subscribing either monthly or yearly. Every dollar is greatly appreciated and really does help with the production of the show, and I'm already starting to understand the true value of time as a new dad. So your support really does mean a lot, and thanks to everyone that currently or has in the past supported the show there. Without further ado, here's my discussion with Casey. Enjoy. So welcome to the podcast, Casey. Hi. How you doing? Ah, uh, I'm good. I'm tired. So yeah, geez, why? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing two maternity leave episodes. The last one I recorded before the one came, and I thought and we joked. Um, I, I, that was um, with um, one of the hosts from uh, the Apple Insider podcast, and he's expecting a little one any day now. And uh, I, I, um, Andrew O'Hara. And uh, I beat him to the punch by having an eight-and-a-half-week-early <laughs> delivery. <laughs> well, congratulations. I know we were talking briefly before we you know, started recording. Yeah. Uh, I got to imagine you're a little tired and uh, a little stressed, but you're putting on the happy face very, very well. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. yeah. The, the first week, I was, uh, I, was, um, I was tired, but I didn't act like I was kind of thing. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I hadn't slept in 48 hours. It's like, I'm not tired. Ugh. I'm not tired at all. Right. Yeah, but yeah, oh, my family's no, like you, you. You look exhausted to get some sleep. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> it happens. No, I, that, this is yeah. super, super exciting. I'm very, very excited for your whole family of three now, which I, is yeah. super cool. Uh, but no, this I I know we you had planned and we had planned on this being like one of the the few pre baby shows, and now it's it's the first post baby show. Yeah. I'm very honored that. Uh, definitely not by circumstance. Definitely not. You absolutely <laughs> planned it such that I would be the first post baby uh, uh, episode. So I'm very, very excited. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, well, slightly different thoughts, uh, probably uh, in today's episode versus pre baby and just like all speculation stuff. And now she's here <laughs> exactly. and it's a whole different thing. 
Uh, do yeah. you want to? Uh, it's up to you, obviously. How much do you want to go through any of the birth story or anything like that, or is that just for you guys? I, I don't know. If it, it, I feel like now is the time. If you wanted to share anything like that, or if you just want to say everyone's good, move right along. We can do that too. It's your show. Whatever yeah, you I can share a bit. So I get home Saturday after like a twelve-hour shift where. I wasn't supposed to be out that long, but it was. And um, <laughs> about to go to bed around 11, 11.30. And my wife's like, um, we may need to go to the hospital. There's like a little bit of bleeding. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that stuff's per- that can be normal, you know, during a yep, pregnancy. Yep, yep. But we get there and um, they say, yeah, everything's fine. It's good you came. Um, no signs of early labor. We get there around midnight. And um, some 40 minutes later, they're, um, they're like, we're you're not going anywhere. They're going to transfer us to a different hospital for just different care to make sure everything's good. But the early signs of labor are happening and <laughs> she goes from not being dilated at all to within an hour being 10 centimeters. Oh and, my uh, word in an hour. Yeah. Holy and I, I looked Casey at a little photo. Um, uh, she sent me a little pumpkin diagram of what uh, the cutouts look like from zero to 10 and yeah, oh my word yeah the <laughs> pump the pumpkin was the best way to, to see that the little pumpkin cutouts but yeah, oh my it's word it's bananas. like that's a lot that's a lot of room for uh yeah so um and evidently, and evidently that was her water breaking um at the house but she had extra amniotic fluid so they didn't mm. really catch it they like checked mm. it's like oh there's that's all the fluids there and <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. uh so uh within so she was born three twenty eight in the morning we got there mm-hmm. on midnight so that was and it was one That's of the fast. Qu- yeah, it's very, yeah. The doctor said this is the fastest we've seen from not being any dilated to like she's out natural birth and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that is absolutely incredible. And I obviously, in, in on behalf of the listeners, on behalf of me, on behalf of everyone, congratulations. And, and mom's Thank doing you. well. The, the little the little yeah, one is doing well. They're both Everyone's doing okay. great and excellent. Yeah, we were transferring from that because we would host this hospital because it did have a NICU. Uh, mm-hmm. But it didn't have one uh, high enough level, so they transferred us to oh, a different hospital okay. uh, via ambulance. Um, so we had uh, ambulance for the little one, ambulance for her, and then uh, I followed in the, in the car. <laughs> Wait, so you had a caravan of two ambulances <laughs> yes. and you? Yes. Were they were they going lights and sirens, or were they just driving? They were just. Um, I actually don't know because I was. Um, yeah, I, she was separated, so I had to ask her about that. Um, okay, but I and I made a pit stop uh, at the house on the way to the second hospital because uh, totally unprepared, didn't have our go bags ready, so got some chargers <laughs> and some things uh, on the Whoops, way. Yeah, See, you got You got to live the go bag life, my friend. You got that's what you got to do. You have to have it always mm-hmm. available, no matter what, no matter what. You never know what'll <laughs> happen, as it turns out. As it turns uh, out, yeah, I've so, discovered what can kill a 14 Pro Max, and that's. Uh, you know, not charging it for 23 hours and using it for <laughs> photography all night long. That'll yeah. do it. Now, to go back a half step, uh, a, a confession I probably shouldn't share is that, you know, I, I am a car enthusiast. I, I like to, although as I get older and older, I do less and less of it. I like to drive quickly. And there's like a little sliver of me that really wants a legitimate excuse to drive like a maniac. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, oh, <laughs> there's an ambulance with one of my family members in it. Don't want that. 
would prefer not that. Right. But if we're in this situation, then I get to like follow them, like, you know, hazards on, (laughs) driving like an idiot. And that's like my dream. Well, not the ambulance part. The excuse, just having a legitimate excuse is like absolutely true. So uh, that's why I asked earlier about the license hirings because I can just imagine. Of course, then again, you'd probably look to everyone around you like an ambulance chasing lawyer or something Mm -hmm. like that, you know, (laughs) with your flashers on, your hazards on, just trying to chase down the car crash victim or whatever. Maybe maybe this fantasy (laughs) is something I should have kept myself but yeah. anyway it, it i'm glad to hear that the little one is is doing well mom is doing well you again sound like you're doing extremely well for not having slept in the last three days for all intents and purposes yeah so uh, i am i am quite pleased that we are sharing this time together uh and and i was when, when we exchanged emails uh last night you know, I was just making sure that, you know, what, what the plan was for today. And you said, oh, by the way, the baby was born. <laughs> and I, and I said to you, are you sure you want to do this right now? You said, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So here we are. But uh, yeah. if if you just keel over and pass out in the middle of the recording, I won't be offended. I've been there. Yeah. You know, I've been there to a degree. I haven't been there with the NICU and the whole rigmarole. But yeah. uh, no no offense taken if suddenly you decide, mm, it's nap time for me. <laughs> and yeah. the show just stops. So listeners, if the uh, outro is not as, as deft <laughs> as usual, uh, that's what babies do to you and we're going to probably talk a little bit more about yeah. that or maybe a lot more about that in the next yeah. few minutes so yeah she arrived 4.3 pounds and 18 inches oh, long so so tiny which so i guess tiny. is big for her age um so she um can eight and a half weeks early so it's a decent size but still the yeah. lungs and stuff aren't fully developed so mm-hmm. um so she's been a bit of a roller coaster but uh, she has all the right care and all the right tools to make sure That's she awesome. grows up full and you know gives mom time to physically recover before we bring mm-hmm. her home and it really puts a, a fire under your butt for getting the house in, in proper order <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed it does yeah. indeed it does now what is the approximate timeline for the little one coming home do we have any another seven idea? weeks or so they say wow. around the due date is when you should expect and anything earlier is is bonus so december 1st okay. um okay yeah. Golly. So you're going to have like all month with the little one in the hospital. And, yes. and your wife presumably is coming home soon-ish, I would She's guess. already home. And yeah, oh, okay, we're sleeping okay. at home and coming there and spending the day there as much as, you know, my work allows. And she's off for um, mm-hmm. for maternity leave now. Um, mm-hmm. So, yep. She's, oh, that's excellent. Yeah. So do you just hang out in like a hospital waiting room or does like the NICU have a special area for you to go uh, and chill the in? NICU has, uh, has like chairs next to her, her little... Um, enclosure thing okay. that we can mm-hmm. say yeah so it's not so she, uh, i guess the baby has to some degree her own little bespoke area maybe not an entire yeah. room but an area yep. and you can just hang okay gotcha. yeah and yeah, i gotta it's... hold her for two nice sessions yesterday three hours to start and then another two oh, hour session awesome. so i got a lot of time hold it that's the first time and that was really special i looked out she's just so 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 small (laughs) i I mean that's true even with a i don't mean this to be flippant but it's true even with like a fully formed baby but in your case it's like super true that she is itty bitty and she's very feisty she likes to grab all the cords and stuff and like don't grab that one (laughs) yeah Oh, that's uh, so exciting. Yeah. yeah. Holding holding your kid, your first kid in particular, but holding any kid uh, for the first time, it's it's just it it blows it blows your entire world out. You know, you're everything's upside down. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say that I love my children more than my wife, but it is a very, very, very different and, and just as powerful kind of love that 
I, I mean, there's just no way. Like, how do you know what it's like to be married before you're married? Like, you can live with yeah. somebody for a long time, but I would argue it's still a little bit different. How do you know what it's like to be a dad or a mom before you're holding your own kid in your arms? Like, it's just it 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 completely turns everything upside down, and suddenly. I can't think of a specific example, but like long held beliefs about maybe work or whatever, you know, they're just all of a sudden just gone. Like everything. Mm -hmm. I don't oh work. I don't care what's work, whatever. It doesn't matter. I got this Mm -hmm. now. This, this is, this is my world now. And yeah. uh, And, and it's, it's, it's super cool and super exciting. It's funny too. I feel like, I don't know if it's just in the water or what, but um, my brother-in-law, Aaron, my wife, Aaron's brother, um, they just had their first uh, in August, I believe it was early August. Um, I recorded a podcast with my friend Max, um, and he just had his first uh, like two, three weeks ago. Uh, now you, I feel like babies yeah. are in the water right now. Like, yep. every, everyone's <laughs> everyone's popping out all of a sudden, uh, yeah. which is super exciting. Do you have any friends that are nearby that, that are also having babies or had babies recently? Um, no, actually, yeah, nothing super um recent yeah a couple of years okay. ago but yeah okay um so so you've seen some of this already then that's it's i bring this up in part because you know our our kids are almost eight he'll be eight at the end of the month and, and four and a half at this point and so i remember the baby stage or at least i think i do but oh i should in interrupt ways, um my neighbor across the street actually is uh pregnant uh, we don't know them super well but she's okay. due any mm-hmm. week now as well so uh, oh, there awesome. will be a, a neighbor that's a similar age which is great yep yep see and you, you can be the tutor for that yes. neighbor, you know right yes um but no i i remember baby stage or i think i do i think our minds are programmed not to remember a lot of it particularly the no sleeping part because yeah. otherwise you'd never have a second child exactly uh, but <laughs> i feel like i remember the baby stage and it feels like both yesterday and four or eight years ago right it, it's yeah. it's so wild that it i look at i happen to be looking through old pictures of declan briefly um just because that happened to be the time uh, that i was looking through photos it was like you know 2015 and he was about a year at that point and and i remember him being that little but like he rides the bus to go to second grade now like and it's it's hard to mm-hmm. reconcile that this is the same human and obviously i mean obviously it is but it's it's weird thinking about like, this is the same kid that I was, like, you know, burping and walking around in circles yeah. for hours at night. And, and and now he's, like, telling me about Pokemon and all the different Pokemon that he loves and this and that and the other thing. It's just, it, yeah. it, it's it's such a cliche thing to say. But particularly right now for you, the days last forever. The days are 30 to 40 hours per day. Mm-hmm. It's just they last forever. But you blink and and the little one will be in second grade. Like, yeah. it's just it, it's bananas. And I know you you haven't explicitly asked for advice, but the number one thing that everyone will tell you and I will reiterate is be there and pay attention because I kid you not. It doesn't feel like it. I know it doesn't feel <laughs> like it, but it, you are going to blink and suddenly, you know, she's going to be sitting up. Then you're going to blink again. She's going to be talking. You're going to blink again and she'll be feeding herself and you're blink again and she's getting married. You know, it's like yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> so that that is my number one piece of advice is just be there and be present and just be be aware. I don't know. I, I, mm-hmm. I maybe it's just me, but I'm so I'm so bad at like being not being in the moment, but like looking around and thinking to myself like this is this is a thing. This is an event. This is a moment that is happening that I'm going to want to remember, especially in the mundane stuff. Like you remember it at yeah. Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever, but you don't remember it as much when you're just goofing off on the floor with the kids or when you're holding her. Well, maybe you're holding her for the first time. That's pretty obvious. But when you're holding yeah. her for the 15th time and you're exhausted, but you look down and you're like, 
holy crap, I made this. Like mm-hmm. we, the two of us made this. Yeah. And and that moment is the one you really just got to try to lock in and like pay attention to and, and hold on to because they're, 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 they're fleeting in the best possible way because the, especially at this age, the baby is changing every minute. And so you just got to hold on, man. Yeah. Look at on. photos from her birthday a week ago and I can already see, the growth it's kind of wild seeing Mm -hmm. just a week and um because of how she was positioned um i couldn't feel any kicks like there was a a barrier there so Mm -hmm. i never had any um so she's very very real i i saw the growth that like uh you know the the baby mop i mean and um and i would see him in the um um uh you see words words yeah, man words, words yeah. just leave they just leave <laughs> in the ultrasound i could see her in the yep. ultrasound and those but that yeah seeing her out it's 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 a different experience yeah. yeah it is it is unbelievable so what's been obviously there's been a lot more turmoil for you than you intended <laughs> than, than yes. you two of all intended but what's been other than obviously just holding her what's been your favorite so far um i mean holding her but <laughs> I mean, that's uh, the seeing, answer, right yeah i mean just, just staring at her. Uh, just yep. yeah. Um, being a a photographer dad, like just like yep. just, <laughs> let me edit this and like share it. And, yeah, mm-hmm. just uh, uh, yeah. I totally hear you. Do Do you feel like she resembles clearly resembles either of her parents at this point or no? It's It's funny. I pulled up a hostile photo for me and side by uh-huh. side. It's like I don't know how close babies look in general, but she looked pretty close to me and they're yeah they're i mean yeah. it's 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 all ba- all babies are aliens like tells <laughs> yeah. you, but for, there, there's there are very few like genuinely good-looking babies in the world they're all just little squish aliens yeah and in your case like little itty bitty squish mm-hmm. alien and so um i mean obviously i thought i thought my kids were adorable but i'm bi- i'm hugely biased in in reality they were just aliens like every other alien yeah <laughs> it's funny the so, uh original like from the delivery room photos looks yeah very alien the <laughs> eyes are you know big and just dull people yep. are yeah yep, yep, yep. yeah that's, and, that's and, and and when you're born at that age they put you in a little what i call et bag the little plastic bag to keep you warm oh interesting uh, okay. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so uh but yeah, yeah um legitimately she's amazing like, yep. oh, and just so seeing awesome. see my wife folder is just really special too and yep and uh, it, i was i don't know why I guess it was my my brother in law when when he and his wife um, had their baby in, in August. It occurred to me again. I hadn't thought about it in a long time. Like, how wild is it to be uh, someone who is carrying the baby, you know, and who who is who is growing the baby, and signing up for? Well, I might need to have an emergency surgery at about nine months, or maybe I'm going to be effectively broken in half mm-hmm. over sometime about nine months from now. Like. I maybe I'm, I should just speak for myself, but uh, uh-uh, like I'm not signing up for that. Like, no, I am way yeah. too much for baby for that. I just, I, mm-hmm. the, 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 our better halves are, are, are better halves for, for every reason under the sun. And I just, I can't fathom how stressful an experience carrying and then especially birthing a baby must be. And to have any human sign up for that and be like, yes, yeah. I'll take one. So, and in some cases, I'll take that two, three, four, five more times. Yeah. Like, I just can't the pain tolerance it. is just like, oh, oh wow. gosh. Yeah. It, it, to yeah. this day, if I like stub my toe and I'm fussing and whining about <laughs> it, and Aaron is like, really? This is what you're getting upset about? <laughs> really? So, yeah, I, yeah. Our, our, our wives are the best. It's just it's yeah. unreal. 
Anyway, so uh, anything else that you wanted to say? I, I, I'm sorry, I'm bogarting your entire show, but I love all babies. good. And so, no. uh, 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 what else is there? Anything else you wanted to share about the birth story? You said you're going. You and your wife are going most days, and, and doing what you can to be with her, and and everything seems okay. Yeah, no, it's um, they're um, they're starting to limit uh, the number of guests that we can have because of the flu season coming. So. Um, less uh, family gotcha. will be able to see uh, see her until she's out, which I, I get it, but it, it's mm-hmm. really hard for some of the nearby yeah. folks. Yeah, um, I can understand that. Do you have your parents and or your in-laws that, that are physically close to you? In-laws. They... My parents okay. are far away, and they'll be coming in the winter when, when she's home. Mm-hmm. And, and good. Gotcha. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, at least you have in-laws close by. It's It's super helpful to have any of your parents around. Also, sometimes hurtful if they're anything like any other grandparent I've ever met because they've been there and they they know they know a lot of the things that you don't know. But oftentimes, like both my parents and my in-laws were very well-meaning, but would oftentimes like fluff off things that I was super stressed about because I'd never done it before. Yeah. Right? And so I, I don't I can't think of a specific example, but I don't know, like, oh, the baby hasn't pooped in like three hours. And they're like, yeah, but it hasn't pooped in three hours. <laughs> And, and, you know, this, because a first time parent, you're like, oh my right. God, you know, you're, you're living and dying by like excrement and urine, especially early on. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, but and my, um, care. my parents are both pediatricians, so we have a oh, good, that makes it we both have better a good phone worse. call to, to, to <laughs> said, yeah. Oh, I had no idea that that's actually got to be very helpful. It is. Side. So we've been texting and calling as the, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Been I'm surprised great. they aren't like banging at the doors to get, I mean, obviously if they live far away, there's nothing they yeah. can do, but it's just, I, I that was, must be killing them that they're so far away and not able mm-hmm. to like come and, and, and help and smush the baby and stuff. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. But that is nice having a 24-7 like phone a friend available <laughs> if you have yes. any questions. Especially sure. since I'm sure they've seen it all. Like they have seen everything I am quite confident. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> super exciting. All right. So what, what are we actually here to talk about? I mean, I could talk babies for the rest yeah, of my, I for, mean... pretty much for the rest of my life. But what are we actually <laughs> here to discuss? So um, I've got the seven weeks. Um, what are the things that the house should be like? When you when you brought home your little ones, um, mm-hmm. were there things in the house you're like, oh, I wish I did that before they came? And uh, yeah, you know, that's a good question. The, the nice thing is, early on, they're just little mushes that just sit, right? Yeah, they and don't then, run around yet. They yeah. don't run around, <laughs> and so that so this is like the easy stage in a way. I know it doesn't sound like. Trust me, it doesn't sound. It doesn't feel like the easy stage right now, but yeah. in, in some ways, it is. Um, once they get mobile and start crawling, then you have to start worrying about like not only where you set them, but are they still there? You know, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird mode change to go from this, this person will always be exactly where I leave them to, Oh my God, where is the baby? Like, even if it's in the house, like you know, still, where did the baby go? Um, <laughs> and so what I'm saying is you have more than seven weeks in that regard, but yeah. Um, I mean, I think simple and silly things are nice to do ahead of time rather than under duress. So silly stuff like outlet covers, not going to be an issue for a long time, but yeah. still nice to take care of when you have a little more leisurely time to do so. Um, if you're going to put up baby gates, like, you know, you had yeah. mentioned that you're recording from a from a basement, which implies that there are stairs somewhere <laughs> in the house. Yes. You know, if the stairs don't have doors in front of them, then baby gates may not be a terrible time or a terrible yeah. thing to worry about. And and again, you don't need it now. You won't need it for a few months in all likelihood. But maybe maybe handle yeah. it now rather than under duress when suddenly the baby is walking and you didn't expect it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but no, I mean, I think the most obvious things are, you know, where does where does the baby sleep? Where does the baby get mm-hmm. changed? And where does the baby eat? And yeah. 
in a lot of ways in the infant stage, so much of that is just where it, wherever it's sitting, right? Yeah. You know, it'll eat where it's sitting. It'll poop where it's sitting. It'll get changed where it's sitting. sitting. Uh, but, but no, I think get, getting those staging areas ready and, you know, it's, it's silly stuff. I don't know how much you listen to Merlin Mann's shows, but, um, Merlin talks a lot about like when he's in the kitchen, he ha- he likes to have things like accessible within arm's reach. And so like, especially when it comes to changing, like having the diaper pail and the diapers and the wipes, like all within arm's reach, wherever that may be, that might be in your kitchen table. It might be in like a changing bespoke changing area, whatever. Yeah. Just having that all like squared away uh, and, and ready to rock is, is I think the most obvious solution I would get or thing to work on. Uh, and then just getting ahead of it because for better and for worse, Especially this early, everything changes and it changes in the blink of an eye. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you you have less time than you think to worry about toddlering and then less time than you think to worry about like walking, you know, and, and so or crawling and then, and then toddlering yeah. and walking and whatnot. So that's what I would say is just try to conquer the stuff that you can think of now and expect that everything you do. You know, no, no, what is it like? No, uh, no plan survives or I forget the turn of phrase. It's so clever. But, you know, or no, no plan survives contact with the enemy or something like that. But, you know, if basically once she comes home, you're, you're going to throw everything out the window. Right yeah. Now. But <laughs> uh, but trying to get a hand on things and, and silly stuff. Another great, great example is um, like cleaning bottles. Like there's mm. very different, many different schools of thought about yeah. cleaning bottles and and what to do about that. And. I would try, like, do whatever you want to do or need to do to try whatever options you have for cleaning bottles. So some people are, like, super particular about, like, boiling them in the stove. Uh, yeah. On the stove. Some people, like, what we ended up backing into is they make these little, like, Ziploc. They're not Ziplocs, but they're kind of sort of Ziploc pouches. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we favored because you just put the bottle in paraphernalia in there and put in, like, I don't know, like a, a couple ounces of water and then you zip it shut. Yep. And then you nuke it for like two or three or four minutes, whatever it says on the bag. And then suddenly everything's sanitized because it's all been boiled yeah. in there. And that's what we liked. But maybe you prefer having a, you know, seafood boil, like shrimp boil size <laughs> yep. pot where you're doing like 85 bottles at once. I mean, whatever you yeah. prefer. Um, I think getting ahead of those sorts of immediate needs and doing like a dry run now and figuring out what the two of you prefer as best you can. Uh, I think that's a good, that's a good use of your time at the moment when you're not there yeah. snuggling, snuggling. Yeah, you know. for sure. And we're, uh, we have a cat, so we're navigating, uh, keeping the bottles uh, away from where a cat ah, yes. would like to, uh, play with them and mm-hmm. you know, all that. Yeah, yeah. Like what, what, what drawer or what cabinet yes. sacrificed for bottle stuff. So the cat doesn't yep. get in there. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know. Yeah. Do you have to, when it comes to cats, I, I, I am not a cat person, yeah. um, but do you have to do the whole, like, bring a, 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 like a piece of clothing home and let the cat sniff it sort of thing? I know that's something that people yeah. with dogs will do. We're not sure yet. We need to research that. At the end, she won't be in the same room as as yep. the little one just because um, we've heard horror stories of cats, like, sleeping on top of babies' heads and stuff. So. Oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah that's so not good. the cat won't be in with the little one for some time is our okay. plan. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, again, I know cats aren't are a very different animal figuratively and literally than dogs, but I've heard many people say, "Oh, you know, you you take like a swaddle that that uh, the baby was in, and you bring it home for like the dog to sniff." We yeah. we do have a dog now, but we didn't until just a year or two ago, so this was way post baby for us, and uh, we didn't have to worry about any of that sort of stuff. Our but, our know. dog knew something was up. She would follow my wife around the house all day long once she was pregnant. She didn't do that before. And oh, she wow. definitely okay. knows. She definitely knows. Yeah. Um, our cat had, was clueless, uh, except for like, <laughs> except for like the day before our, our cat like rested her paw on her belly, um, which uh-huh. was a very acute thing. But that's otherwise, awesome. yeah, she was pretty. 
the, much the same. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Now, I think just, you know, stage stage what you can and understand. And it's OK that all three of you are learning, you know, and, and I was talking to, to my friend Max on his show that, you know, there's a lot of things that they don't tell you. And, and it sounds like you guys may or may not end up breastfeeding on account of the fact that she was so early. But like a silly example is nobody tells you that breastfeeding is like super hard. Yeah. For the baby and the mom. And so, like, it, 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 everything is hard right now. Yeah. Living is hard for all three of you right now. So whatever plan you come up with, as I suggest, you know, with your baby changing area, whatever, you're going to throw it out the window. That's yeah. fine. Like, yep. that's totally okay. <laughs> just, just, it'll make, if you're anything like me, it'll make you feel better to have some sort of a, of a game plan. Yeah. But then, you know, be whatever. It, be yeah. adaptable. Yep, yeah. No, that's so true. So, uh, baby tech. Uh, yeah. Was there anything you had for round one with Declan that you, you know, with round two with Michaela, you, you added like four years later, oh, I actually want this for, for infant time. Yeah. You know, that's a good question. I don't think there really was. Um, the funny thing about my experience, and I think most people's experience with kids, is that you go off the deep end with the first one. Like, yeah. everything is as super controlled as can be because you've never done it before. You don't know better. And you assume, somewhat rightly, that the entire world is intent on murdering your new child. Like, that <laughs> is the point of the entire mm-hmm. world, is to murder your child. If, you're, if your parents or your in-laws don't wash their hands for exactly 30 seconds before touching the baby, the baby will die. Like, yes. you know, and, and I can say have... my hands are already starting to crack through all the hand-washing yep. that is uh, yep. required. Uh, <laughs> I am a big fan of Cetaphil, uh, C-E-T-A-P-H-I-O? Or maybe it's F-I-L, I forget. But anyways, that, that's a hand lotion I prefer. It works wonders. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, but yeah, you, you realize with the second kid, like, the first one was fine. Like, all that, <laughs> stuff, we, all that stuff we worried about, it didn't friggin' matter. Like, it's fine. They'll be fine. And so it, the second kid is more of like, okay, these are the things that we're keeping from the first one yeah. rather than, like, I, I totally understand the premise of the question. It makes sense. But it's more of, like, what sticks around rather than, mm. like, what new addition do we yeah. have? Um, and I think the things that stuck around, I don't know, we we reused a lot of the same, like, diaper pail and changing pad and things of that nature. Um, we we were, or Declan was, and then Michaela less so, but also, uh, were really big fans of being swaddled. Um, mm-hmm. So if you think about it from the baby's perspective, you know, they've been, like, curled up for nine months or yeah. whatever, in your case, seven or eight months. <laughs> so, um so a lot of times, a lot of babies, they really prefer when they're sleeping to be like, you know, squeezed up really yeah. tight. And um, I was reflecting on a couple of blog posts I wrote when Declan was little. And uh, one of them is, is entitled Toddler Stuff We Use. And the other one is entitled Baby Stuff We Use. I guess I should have done that in reverse order. But anyway, <laughs> uh, in the Baby Stuff We Use, I'm, I'm looking over here and there's a, a, little, a picture of Declan in like a little burrito, uh, as we call it. And that's like his little uh, sleep sack is what it was. You know? yeah. So it like holds him, t- it squeezes him tight. <laughs> and they really liked that. And we we kept with that for Michaela. Uh, we had a really crummy um, baby tracking app, which we used. I believe it's called Baby Connect. It okay. was functional, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Yeah. Uh, I've had a lot of people say, I thought you had mentioned it to me, a mango baby? Yeah, baby is mango right? is what we're using. Oh, that's it's, what it is. Okay. It's great. I've heard a lot of people say very, very good things about it, and I've heard it's excellent. So that would probably, I mean, having not used it, that would probably be my recommendation. Yeah, it's the first app I've seen that uses the new iOS 16 collaboration feature where iCloud collaboration, so that's been cool. So we're using it now to track pumping and measuring all that, and it will stand out the diapers and all that. And it has, like, shortcut support, so I have an app icon. I can hit it. 
that's like a awesome. diaper icon and it has like a menu yep. it's like what kind of diaper is it so there's oh, it's a very so cool. it's very well done yeah that is super awesome no that, i've heard very very good things and and so like the baby tracking we found it extremely useful for declan again because we didn't know what we were doing with michaela it was we used it for a little while and then we're kind of like well has she <laughs> peed has she pooped in the last you know yeah day oh yes then she's fine whereas with declan <laughs> it was like uh, 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 it's been it's been 14 minutes he hasn't peed and it's been two hours and he hasn't pooped uh, and so and it's just it's first parents man yeah. it's, it's, you, yeah. you have to go through it like you can't be mm-hmm. a, you, even whether or not you want to you can't get to being a second parent or a second time parent until you've been through all the lunacy of the first time parent yeah so it's just par for the course but to, to directly answer your question no i don't think there's anything that we added for michaela that's that's significant or noteworthy. I think it was just like I said, what stuck around, and it was mostly sleep sacks, bottles, you know, bottle sanitization, uh, baby tracking, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, for your like diaper go bag, anything out of the ordinary that you keep? Ah, uh, uh, that's a great question. Um, I don't think that we had anything unusual. Uh, obviously, changes of clothes. This is doubly relevant in infant stage because then they'll have blowouts and they'll poop all over themselves unintentionally. Um, and then in the toddler stage, it's relevant because they're, you know, climbing through mud and you don't want to be that dad or mom that's like, no, stop it. But you also don't necessarily want to put them in your car full of mud. <laughs> so, um, I think uh, having Ziplocs is often helpful mm. or something. Yeah. Well, Ziplocs for both clothes and diapers or, yep. you know, a lot of times people will do like a doggy poop bag dispenser. But for diapers, yeah. um, obviously having that is very nice because putting a pee a pee diaper in just about anyone's trash is not a big deal, but putting a poop diaper <laughs> in someone's trash, that's asking a little bit more. And so yeah. in terms of like, you know, how offensive it is uh, yes. to your nostrils. And so, the, you know, having some sort of containment, be it a Ziploc or a bespoke bag or whatever the case may be in order to put a, a poop diaper, I think is just courteous. Um, snacks for mom, dad, and baby. I think yeah. having snacks in there is really, is really a good idea. Uh, another thing I think is very useful, and this is, this is relevant even for kids my age, but obviously the particular mechanism of accomplishing this is different, is having something to entertain potentially the adults, but particularly the kids, if you're suddenly somewhere for more time than you expect. So mm. that could be like a toy for the kid to play with. It could be like um, a little Frisbee or something or like a ball, you know, something that, oh, we're suddenly in a traffic jam or we're suddenly at the doctor's office for an hour and a half when we didn't expect to be. You know, can we... Can we entertain the kid for a while? So one thing I'm considering doing is setting up an iCloud account and possibly a Google account. The iCloud account, I'm uh, that's been fun to try to manage because I can't like change accounts on my phone. But the idea is I kind of want to add to her photo library like uh, cards that are addressed to her with messages oh. and like mm-hmm. yeah. Well, did you did you do any of this? Like, did you have accounts set up when they were? itty bitty and i think i did for declan and then just never looked at it again which i'm I'm not advocating (laughs) is the correct answer but um i i love the idea and i still could do it but i haven't i love the idea of setting up some sort of a repository for the kid where you can drop things the problem though is that that kid isn't going to care about that until they're like a grown up. Yeah. And so like even when they're 15, 18, whatever the case may be, they're probably not going to care about baby pictures. You know, it's not <laughs> until they're like 25, 30, 35, 40 mm-hmm. that they're going to suddenly start caring about the baby pictures and some of the other things. So I I really love the idea. I don't personally think it's necessary to 
set up like uh, uh, accounts necessarily, um, or or perhaps you know if you to, if you were to do so, I would I would position it more as this isn't going to eventually become their primary account or anything like that. It's just that this is my repository for sticking notes to future little one, you know, or uh, whatever the case yeah. may be. Um, which also kind of takes a little bit of pressure off you to have everything perfect from the get go, right? You know, yeah. it, 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 it's it, you can make it work in however way you want. And if that's a repository on a network attached storage, if it's an iCloud account, if it's a Google account, if it's some combination of all three, I think, I think that's perfectly reasonable and perfectly fine. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think though, you you have to set your prior, not your priorities, your expectations, right? Because I think collecting all of this is a great idea, but I would argue it is more for you and your wife than it is for the kid. Yeah. And and that's not there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah. But you know, set those expectations appropriately. Because I would love to have had the had all that for myself now at forty. I'm not sure I would have cared before I was like thirty. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> um so you have to just set those expectations with yourself appropriately. But I love the idea of it. Uh I don't know if I would personally choose Google for that, although I could make a compelling reason why you would want to. Um, yeah. But, no, I but generally don't use Google for anything. Right, exactly. But I, the one thing was like, do we secure the Google account so we have the good email address if sure. her name becomes more popular over the years? Right, right, and right. that's the thing we didn't have to worry about when we were kids like internet totally. was still new yeah mm-hmm. no I, I and i think that makes sense i mean reserving an account reserving accounts i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing at all i think that can be very helpful um and again like domain names potentially if you really care that much um yeah but but yeah in terms of storing stuff I would say store it however you want. That's good for you because ultimately this is more for you than it is for the kid. Even though it mm-hmm. looks on the surface like it's for the kid, it's more for mom and dad than it yes. is for her. Yeah. So, and then um, I guess we should jump to photography a bit. And okay. uh, I'm really glad the 14 Pro came out with it when it did. <laughs> yeah, like, like we got day one orders, uh, and uh, if it had been delayed past that, we probably wouldn't have had it in time. And um, my wife's jumping up from an iPhone 11, and I'm jumping up oh, wow. from a 12 okay. mini. So mm. this is the first time we both had the 3X lens, and now we have 2X. Oh, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm I've been I was just blown away with the kind of shots we got. And um, my wife's mom was in at the delivery room, so that freed me up a bit to do some more photography during mm-hmm. labor and stuff. And I'll tell you, okay, so that 0.5 lens and like the photonic engine, like it was capturing some great shots, even in the light conditions. Like, because yep. I can't back up, but so far when I've been in there, <laughs> so it was like, I got some, some, I, yeah, I'm just blown away with the iPhones can do these days. Yeah. You know, I am, I have a somewhat complicated relationship with photography in that I, I want to be better at it than I am. I want to do more of it than I do. And those are related, but, yep. <laughs> um, but ultimately I, I'm not, too fussy when it comes to the pictures that I take and I think it's better for it you know so I I, I say this because any any person with any amount of taste will tell you that the ultra wide shots are not great yeah but I agree wholeheartedly with what you said that an ultra wide shot that is maybe artistically or academically not stupendous but captures the entirety of the scene you're trying to capture mm-hmm. is a much better shot than one that doesn't accomplish what you were setting out to accomplish right yeah and so uh, it, it is nice to get a you know a, a, maybe a, a one x shot of a portion of the scene but if you're trying to get the entire scene mm-hmm. just let that <laughs> you know let that point five fly baby like, yeah. you know, what, what's it gonna hurt and 
and I've never looked back at a photo I've taken and been, or maybe I shouldn't say never, but it's extremely rare that I'll look back at a photo I've taken and been like, well, I really wish I had done this something, you know, done it differently in this way, that way, or the other way. Like, I'm just happy that I have the damn shot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so it, I, I would say, yeah, the 14 Pro is really preposterously good. And I haven't had the time to, like, properly mess with ProRes. And I'm a really terrible photo editor. It's something I want to work on um, yeah. is getting better at editing photos. Um, the, but the limits of my editing skills are basically adjusting white balance, and that's about mm-hmm. all I can do. <laughs> um, but I, I do want to muck about with you know, editing the photos and trying to bring colors in, in directions I want them to go or bringing shadows in or out or whatever the case may be. Uh, but I, when, when Declan was born, we had just bought an Olympus uh, Micro Four Thirds camera uh, with, I think, one, maybe two lenses. Uh, and then when Michaela was born, we basically got an upgraded camera body, uh, but it was the same lenses, same everything yeah. else. And now I find myself reaching for that camera very rarely, which... Mm-hmm. I think is a testament to how good the iPhone is, a testament to my laziness, and <laughs> and also, uh, I I think something that I need to fix. I think I need to do better about grabbing the big camera for day to day stuff. And I think that maybe mm-hmm. that's part of what it is: is that when you're at you know pre negative seven weeks old, <laughs> yeah, you think about it. <laughs> yep. Um, everything is monumental. When you're seven weeks old, everything is monumental. When you're a year old, everything is monumental. But once you hit two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years old, a lot of it's just day to day, and that's not mm-hmm. bad. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. there's less, or there's there's fewer moments where you think, oh, wait, 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 I gotta grab the camera, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, because this is like this is a seminal point in this child's life, and mm-hmm. so because of that, I'm more willing. To just grab the iPhone, just snap a quick shot and and walk away, so to speak. Uh, also, the iPhone, the, it, this is particular to my setup, but the iPhone actually does better in low light than the big camera does. Like in anything yeah. other than sunshine. In sunshine, the the big camera blows the iPhone out of the water. Like right. you get honest to goodness bokeh. You know, you can. Zo- I have a really great zoom. Well, I mean, I, to me, it's really great. Maybe a photographer yeah. would tell you it's garbage, but to me, it's a really <laughs> great zoom lens. Um, you can get shots with the big camera that maybe you wouldn't get with the iPhone. But as soon as you move indoors, the big camera on a, like if it's indoors, like we're recording this in the morning time, mm-hmm. if it's indoors, like right now, the big camera can do okay. If it's indoors in like dusk or evening, forget it. Like it's not even worth grabbing the big camera because the, the iPhone, and I think you alluded to this earlier, yeah. the computational photography is so good that I'm going to get way better shots out of the iPhone indoors at dusk you know, or even outdoors at, right. at dusk than I am out of the big, out of the big camera. I don't know. This yeah, is the, my yeah, the low light stuff. Yeah, it's it's so true. Like I've um, and we have a a fancy camera now. It's like a seven hundred dollar mm-hmm. um, um, mirrorless Sony camera. Mm-hmm. Nice. And nice. Um, I got like a thirty millimeter f one point four lens that goes with it nice. from Sigma, mm-hmm. and it's it's a reasonably priced lens. And I I took the first shot with it yesterday of the little one, and uh, mm-hmm. I I was I was blown away. It's like oh, that's really nice. The natural bokeh and yep, yeah. Yep. And then you, you understand mm-hmm. what portrait mode is supposed to look like exactly. and, and in the defense of in the defense of portrait mode it has gotten way better since the iPhone 10 or whatever it was that it debuted with it is it is a reasonable facsimile for non-discerning people so yeah like, I'll, and I'll it's gotten so out. much better over the years too it absolutely has and I'll bust out portrait mode from time to time if I think the the shot 
you know, warrants it. In fact, um, we were at a football game uh, this past weekend and Michaela wanted to say, well, my wife is an alumnus of the University of Virginia, which is just a little ways away from us. And we have season tickets to their football games. And the way the stadium works is part of the stadium is like a big hill, a big grass hill. Yeah. And um, and Michaela wanted to sit on the hill with me. And so we were sitting on this grassy hill at the football stadium. And so we're facing the, the field and Michaela was resting her head on my legs. And so I was like, oh, that's a really great shot. And I don't have my big camera with me in a freaking football <laughs> game. So mm-hmm. what did I do? I put on portrait mode and. Again, like at a glance, it's a solid picture. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm saying the phone did a good job right. of taking, of taking what it could, making a decent like fake bouquet out of it. And it is not as good as the big camera would have been. But given that the best camera you have is the one that's next to you, you know, it was mm-hmm. it was pretty good. Uh, but one of the things I would recommend. A couple of things, actually, with regard to photography and babies. Yeah. First of all, just take take a zillion shots. Like, it's not going to hurt anything. You're going right. to have to store them somewhere somehow, and that can be hurtful and painful. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, take a zillion shots, even if you weed 90% of them out. Just take a zillion shots. It's not going to hurt anybody. Yeah. Um, but the other thing, the thing I'm still bad at is I don't take enough video. I mm. Like, I do take some, don't get me wrong. And Aaron, my wife, is much better about this than me. But take video of yeah. even dumb stuff. Like, that I can't stress enough. I know I said this a minute ago, but, like, capture the boring day-to-day because mm-hmm. that's the stuff that keeps you that that keeps you going in a way right yeah. you know it, it's it's that is worth capturing too it's not just birthdays and in and, and holidays and whatnot capture the boring day-to-day capture the two the kids sitting on the ground playing with something you know capture yeah. the cat or the dog interacting with her you know to capture those things because you'll you'll be happy with them and, and every once in a while you'll kind of fart out a really amazing picture capturing something that you wouldn't think is worth capturing in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, but yeah, take video, use the big camera. Don't be like me. Use the big camera when yeah. you can. And if you can, uh, and take, take video. Uh, that's the one regret I have is we have video for sure, but we don't have as much as I wish I did and take more video than you think. Be that on the phone, be that on the camera, the big camera, yeah. whatever, but take video. I take more video than I did. Learn from my mistakes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of taking like short 30 second videos because like yep. it's not going to eat a bunch of space and it, yep. ca- you get more than just the photo um, gives you. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I will say that like live photos, which I think was shortly after Declan was born, like the, having that in a uh, to me, yeah. John, my co-host on ATP, John Syracuse, I believe he said he typically does not enable it. And I find that like barbaric. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, maybe I'm mis- maybe I'm mis- yeah, my my, my thought. My thing in my head is I'm now doing pro raw or live that's the equation do i right. want this for a big edit job or do i want the live data and that's a equation i i like swapping between the two and yep. yeah and to me i choose live photos 99 percent of the time because yeah. i'd rather either have the ability to edit like switch which is the key photo key i think photo. Apple calls yep. it you know because maybe i was just a half second late on the shutter but the live photo was able to grab a still, you know, yeah. where I wanted it. And I can, I can, you know, go in after the fact and like forensically <laughs> dig up the one I want. <laughs> um, but also just a lot of times, you know, kids move even, yeah. even at negative seven weeks, kids move. Uh, and so I, it's fun to capture that movement. And it's like, you know, I, I know Harry Potter is a little, uh, cle- a little troubling these days, yeah. but you know, it's like the, 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 photos in the paper in harry potter right like seeing them move mm-hmm. a little bit it's just it's it's amazing it's bananas and so for my to my eyes i, I would take a live photo every time almost every time and the only time i'd worry about pro res or pro raw whatever it is pro raw is um is when i'm like setting out deliberately to like take 
a photograph. You know what I mean? And right. Otherwise, if I'm one just that a picture, you know you want to edit and make yep. like just stunning. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like a portrait, like a, a posed portrait or something along those lines or a landscape. Then, yeah, bust out pro, pro res pro. Pro, pro raw, raw. I gotta, yeah, I always yeah, got pro res is the video uh, thing. The, right, right, right. Bust <laughs> yeah. out pro raw for that. Otherwise, just leave live, live photos on, man. You're gonna miss stuff. Otherwise, you, you got to do it. Yeah, and something I was lo- like looking into newborn photography. Um, did you ever do this where like your wife has like a white sheet over her so the baby thinks she's still. <laughs> like, because I guess they fuss if they're not like being held sometimes. So that was Oftentimes, one trick yeah. I heard. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we never had to do that. I mean, our kids had fussy moments. Don't don't get me wrong, <laughs> but they were they were usually content long enough to get like a quick shot or two. Um, and especially you you learned that like either there's particular times of day that they tend to be more fussy than not. You know, they'll find a witching hour at some point or another. Uh, but also, you know, if they're freshly fed, usually mm-hmm. they'll shut up for a little while. And <laughs> so, you know, that's the time when you do your portrait session, if you yeah. will. Um, but I, I, we didn't ever have to go to that length. Um, and yeah. ultimately I think it's useful to have a handful of like posed bespoke portraits mm-hmm. of the baby, but I don't even like school pictures, which are arguably some of the best, like posed concrete. Yeah, that's your documented year to year. Like exactly. But it's not I don't look to school pictures for for things that make me happy. I look to them running in the yard or whatever or, or, you know, when when they were babies. Like one of my favorite pictures is what we did, which I mean, everyone does something like this, it seems these days. But we had a whiteboard, a small whiteboard, maybe. I don't know, a couple of sheets of paper big. And we would write like, you know, Declan or Michaela Liss and, you know, I'm two weeks old and this is what I'm doing now and this is what I enjoy and blah, blah, blah. And we would just handwrite it. It was nothing fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would sit it next to the kid and take a picture and we would like prop them up in the corner of the couch so they could actually like keep their heads upright, you know, because when they were infants and then eventually they would sit up. But one of my favorite shots of Declan we were doing our weekly picture, which is we did it weekly then and we've mostly fallen off this bandwagon now as yeah. they're both older. But anyways, we were doing the weekly pictures, I don't know, maybe like two or three months old. And I just so happened to, and I did this with the big camera and I just so happened to snap a shot as he like spit up on himself. So there's like this, this, like this mountain of like breast milk all over his, all over (laughs) his chest. And he's just sitting there like, yeah, what of it? And uh, it's just like one of my favorite pictures. It's so ridiculous and and silly. And you would, again, like academically, that's a terrible shot. Like, I think it might've been out of focus. He's literally vomit. Well, to, 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 to to the degree that an infant can vomit, he's vomited (laughs) on himself. And like, it's, it's such a terrible shot academically, but I love it. And it's just so, it's such a funny and silly shot. And it's those, that's what you're trying to enable, right? By taking Mm -hmm. a million pictures, by taking videos, by having live photos, you're trying to enable those serendipitous moments where it just kind of clicks in in both the literal and the figurative sense. And so, you can never take too many pictures. You can save too many pictures. Yeah. You can never take too many pictures. Yeah, I've been going through the process of going past to past years and finally weeding through. Because back then I didn't care about saving everything. Like I saved everything, just didn't weed through right, anything. Right. So I've been going through and deleting just tons of just crap shots. It's like this yep. feels really good. I probably won't have time <laughs> to do this uh, for much longer. Yep. Yep, yeah. that's very, very true. And I mean, obviously, the more pictures you take, the more this becomes a problem in terms of storage, especially if you're using like a cloud service like iCloud or something like that. So, you know, what I typically do is I will take a gazillion shots and I will try to weed through them and, and, and you know, throw away the ones that aren't worth it. And actually, um, a recommendation that I will give, this is kind of apropos of not very much, yeah. but um, I cannot say enough good things about the app Day One. Okay. Um, this yep. is this is ostensibly like a diary app. Yeah. Um, 
I think they would self-describe as a journaling app, but it's kind of a diary. Um, but what I like about day one is that, first of all, it can be like whatever you want it to be. It can be um, a logbook. It can be a photo album. It can be both of those things at the same time. Um, but what I love about day one is I have a really crummy memory, uh, especially for day-to-day things. Mm-hmm. And like a week or two into the pandemic, you know, the two-week pandemic, right? So or then <laughs> yes. it became the four-week pandemic. Um, anyways, I thought, <laughs> oh, for this like month or two that we're locked at home, because it's only going to be a month or two, right? Right, right? yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, but anyway, for this month or two that we're locked at home, why don't I try to capture like what we're doing? Because it'll be funny to look back on, Right. Oh, how little did I know? <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, so I would like try, I made a point of it every day to put something in day one. I would try to put a picture in day one, but something. Something, and yeah. And I have kept up with it for like two and a half years now. And I would use day one before, but I would only put in like big things, like big events or big milestones or something like that. So my day one use is like, maybe once or twice a month from the, about mm-hmm. the time Declan was born until the pandemic, you know, and it's not that it's, there's nothing there, but it was only the big stuff. And by having, by kind of forcing myself every day to sit down and think about what did we do today? Mm. I guess that is like the argument for journaling. It's so obvious when I say it out loud, yeah. but I never really thought of it that way. And by forcing myself to look at the day, what I'll end up doing is I'll go paging through my iPhone and look at the pictures I've taken that day, which, and what made me think of this, gives me a great excuse to call and throw away the ones that are garbage, yes. but also to save even just the littlest, teeniest snippet of what did we do today. And that can be as simple as like going out to eat. It can be as simple as, you know, Declan really enjoyed playing with such and such ball or Michaela really enjoyed coloring this or that, you know, it, when they're little, especially. But having something that you've noted either every day or every other day, whatever your particular schedule may be, is really, really nice. And what I love and one of my favorite things to do every single day is I wake up in the morning and I grab my phone, which is probably not healthy, but here we are. (laughs) But the first thing I do on my phone is I'll open up day one and it has, as many things do, like a time hop style today in prior years. Mm. And I will look through, you know, here's what we were doing last year. Here's what we were doing the year before that and the year before that. And you're kind of time traveling in reverse and remembering not only the big stuff, like I remember going pumpkin picking, which we coincidentally did last a year ago today, um, but I didn't remember other silly things that we did. And then you see that and suddenly that memory comes like just this wave of that memory comes crashing back. And it's nice to be able to remember the mundane stuff. Now, maybe you have a much better memory than me and you don't have to have like an <laughs> offloaded place for it. Um, and it, and I'm, I'm not trying to say yeah. that day one is the only way to do this. You can do this any number of ways. But I really like having that excuse every evening. And I have a reminder every evening to do it, mm-hmm. to sit down and think about what did I accomplish? Not accomplish. That sounds too back to work. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a nasty way. But what did I accomplish? Uh, it, or what did the family accomplish? What did we do? How do we spend yeah. our time? And try to try to record that somewhere because those memories are going to be precious. Oftentimes, the ones that you think are dumb mm. end up becoming precious in future years. You just don't know it. Yeah. Even probably, I'm thinking, like, silly fits that in the moment aren't so silly to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yeah. you know, it, and, and sometimes I will capture things that aren't the most, like, rosy and flattering. Like, this is an Instagram. Like, you can be real. Yeah. And, and part of the reason, again, I'm harping on day one just because it's private, right? You know, it's, right. it's just for you. Um, and so I sometimes I'll capture, like, you know, Declan and I got in a big fight or, or you know, Declan just did this that was really unfortunate. Or, I don't know, we, we got his first COVID shot and he did not handle it well. You know, sometimes you're capturing or for me anyway, I like capturing real life. I don't like capturing Instagram life, you know, and, and 
it's Instagram life has its place. Don't get me wrong. But, um, yeah. but I like for, for, for day one or whatever your journal may be, I like capturing what really happened. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes you have good days. Sometimes you have not so good days and that's yeah. part of life. And that's what makes life worth living is having the good and the bad. And so I like capturing all of it and, and I don't do the best job. I mean, I, I, I do better than no job, but I don't do the best job. <laughs> But it is it is something that I wish I had done more of when they were little. Like I did some day oneing, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not again. I'm not trying to say you have to do it every day or anything. Find whatever yeah. works for you. But I wish I did a better job of chronicling the ins and outs of early, early, early life with the with the kids. I, again, even the dumb stuff. Yeah, like today she pooped for the first time. <laughs> yeah, or or yeah. you know she pooped everywhere. Here's yes. a photo of feces all over the room. <laughs> you know, which sounds gross and silly. Yeah. But seriously, it's it. You can you can have a laugh about that. And just literally 48 hours ago, I was telling some friends of ours about a time that Declan had a just ridiculous blowout in a restaurant, <laughs> and I was like. Uh, we were borrowing my parents' car at the time for uninteresting reasons, mm-hmm. and so I'm like trying to change him in the car, and I've got poop all over my hands, and I, I'm a new dad, so I didn't like pre-stage the wipes like, a ro- like I, I was a rookie. I didn't think to get the wipes out first, so I got poop all over my hands. I'm like flinging poop onto like a bush <laughs> in the parking lot off of yep. my hand because I didn't have anything better to do. It, it was just a mess. <laughs> and the, like that is not a fun story, really, no. and I probably shouldn't have told your poor podcast listeners about it, but here we are. Yeah. Uh, but it's but it, in retrospect. It's a funny story that you get to laugh about, mm-hmm. you know, years later. And even though at the time I was miserable, I hated my life and I just wanted this kid to stop pooping up his back. Can you not just keep it in the diaper, <laughs> please? And, and but, you know, but you look back on it and you kind of miss those days as weird as that may sound. Yeah. Um, something interesting about the live photo thing is um, in the hospital delivery room, um, I started taking a video once uh, she a little one came out and they told me you can't can't do the video with the HIPAA rules. And uh they they certainly don't they That's didn't care wild. about yeah they didn't care about live photos and they now stitched together so if you take a bunch it's kind of like a fake video in a way. So um, wait, so th- who are they? I, I don't mean this to be yeah. Who are they protecting? By I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, That's I'm not exactly super sure. Wild. It was weird. We've been taking videos in the NICU and like when I when they brought me one and one with her, I took uh, one as they were measuring her and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. I mean, maybe yeah. it's, I don't know if that's particular hospital. Maybe things have changed in the last four years. But I mean, I have a video I'd set up. I'm pretty sure I set up an entire freaking tripod in the corner of the labor and deliver or the, in the postpartum room. Yeah. And I recorded like 15 minutes of Declan meeting Michaela for the first oh, time. And, so and it was, and it was amazing. It was yeah. one of the b- coolest moments of my entire life. But yeah. I bring this up to say we just left a. F- this was the big <laughs> camera too, so it's a it big. Cam- well, it's, I mean, yes. it's, it's it's obvious. It's the point I'm driving yeah. at. It's a, it's a big old camera on a big old tripod, and nobody blinked an eye. Like the yeah. nurse was part of this video; they didn't care. So that's that's super wild. Yeah. I mean, if it were me, because I'm a jerk, I would probably quietly be recording. Videos. Yes, when I, like I wouldn't be recording other people. Like, no. I wouldn't record the nurses if I could us, help yes. it. But uh, the three of you, oh, I yeah, would absolutely. And do there it. was um, there was attention. a great nurse that was like. Being a little photographer, she'd grab my phone and have me in some oh, shots. Awesome. So that was very nice of her. Yeah. That's super cool. Af- yeah, the, after the, nurses... the little one came, not during. Yep. <laughs> yes, well, of course. Now, the yeah. nurses at our hospital were, uh, at the labor and delivery, were just unreal. Like, it is clear that they love their jobs and they're good at it. And, and I have a feeling that's not unique to the hospital that we went to. I think that most labor and delivery nurses are just amazing. Yeah, they must, they must have a passion for that kind of uh, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's because it's one of the most difficult days of everyone. Like, even if things go perfectly, 
it's one of the most challenging days of everyone's life. Like nobody is having an easy day. Maybe you're having a good day, but you're not yeah. having an easy day. So uh, no, it, they're, they're incredible. It That's felt awesome. like we had the whole floor in our room. There were 11 oh, yeah. nurses and doctors. I don't doubt it. It was yep. a wild I don't scene. doubt it. Yeah, so yeah, I have some great not. shots of just the room scene because it was it was something. And, else. That, and that's a yeah. perfect example. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? You know, you don't know who these doctors are. Maybe no. you do now, but you yeah. won't soon. But the fact that you have a shot of the pandemonium that was going on, like yeah. that, is exactly what I'm trying to talk about. Yeah. Is that having those dumb moments that, like, you know, it's one thing to say, "Oh, you wouldn't believe it." There's like 11 doctors. No, look, family. <laughs> you know, look, friend. Look at all the doctors that were here. It's bananas. It's those silly moments that I think are worth capturing, and I try very hard to do a good job of capturing it. And I don't succeed that often, but I try. And that's what I can't recommend enough: is capture those silly moments that you that seem inconsequential. I mean, obviously that maybe isn't inconsequential, but you know yeah. what I'm driving at, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that seem inconsequential and try to get those, even if it's a crappy shot, even if it's a garbage, blurry, ultra wide, low light piece of garbage yes. shot, it's still better than nothing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they had like team meetings before. So we're in the room and started doing a couple team meetings. Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> like, yeah, it, was, right, right. it was, it was kind of, it was, it was cool. And one of the nurses, um, actually that was like, she works at two hospitals. Her main hospital mm-hmm. was where we're at now. Mm-hmm. But on our just random off day, she was there del- helping deliver. And then she's over in another hospital now with oh, us, that's which wild. is that's a really cool thing. And she's in a that couple of the awesome. shots. Yeah. That's super awesome. So um, the big camera, um, Len, this is a whole new world. It's my first real camera. I, uh-huh. yeah, um, lenses what lenses mm-hmm. have been most useful for you over the years yeah so i only have two and i, I looked it up in advance because I, I knew you were going to ask me about this so i have and i can send you these links if you want i have a panasonic uh lumix g Leica dg summy lux lens which uh basically it's a what is it f uh, 1.4 i believe it's okay. it's it's a it's a prime lens so you can't zoom with it um it is. I bought this on the re- recommendation of my friend Sean Blanc, um, who has since gone like all in on Leica, which is unaffordable. <laughs> but <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm jealous. Uh, yeah. He has like a Leica camera body, the whole rigmarole. But anyways, um, I love this lens because it can get super duper wide open. You know, f one point four is big, um, and it can take incredible shots. You have to be careful though, especially with like with f1.4 that your depth of field can be incredibly tiny and something that i'm still learning as a photographer is i naturally try i set the camera i typically do aperture aperture priority shooting so i'm setting the aperture and letting everything else just be worked out Mm -hmm. um so i'll set the aperture like super wide like f1.4 something like that and a lot of times if i'm not careful particularly if i'm taking photos of more than one person half of their faces or like the other person will be blurry because yeah. I've set the aperture so big and the depth of field is so short that I've ended up ruining the shot because I was so concerned about the bokeh that I didn't actually <laughs> pay, pay attention to the face in front of me. Um, yeah. So I do love this lens, but you have to, you have to be mature with it. And I'm not the most mature shooter in that sense. You know, you have to be able to rein yourself in and say, well, whoa, 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 slow down on the F 1.4, maybe mm-hmm. like an F 2.4 or whatever is better here yeah. you know, or whatever the case may be. Uh, but that is my primary. Well, that's the lens I prefer to use. The lens I actually use is a <laughs> zoom. I have a, a Panasonic. It's another Panasonic. Um, it's a thirty-five to one hundred millimeter, but I that's based on Micro Four Thirds, I think. So I think it's actually like a seventy to two hundred in like regular camera. Um, yeah. 
in, in regular camera terms. I think I, I'm again, I'm a very, yeah, it's very interesting as I was looking at the lenses is like I have to look how they look on my style camera versus the full bodies, which I don't right, have. It's like right. it's a different effect. OK, this is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, so this one, um, this one is a little bit of a zoom. It's enough that it gets me through most, you know, cases where I would want a zoom. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, especially once the kids are moving more, I tend to have this lens on more than the, than the prime, even though the prime takes far better pictures. Yeah. And I do that because, well, partly because as soon as they know the camera's around, like sometimes they'll ham it up, but a lot of times they'll just like look at me and be like, dude, seriously, (laughs) um, and so, and this is true of adults too, right? Yeah, totally. That you, you need to try to be kind of stealthy and it's easier to be stealthy when you're not standing, you know, within three or four feet of the person you're trying to take a photo of. So more often than not, I will end up using the, the zoom lens, which takes okay shots. I forget how mm-hmm. wide this gets. It gets like one, uh, 2.8, which is not terrible but not stupendous like you can get some bokeh if you try and if you're in the right situation or yeah. whatever but it's it's nothing like the prime um but but i'll end up using it's again like you 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 end up doing what works the best even if it isn't academically the greatest option and and so in summary that's many many words to say i think having one prime lens that takes really great photos like just academically great photos and then something that's a little more flexible typically a zoom maybe not but something that's a little more flexible is maybe maybe it's another prime that has like a ridiculously fast autofocus or something like yeah. that whatever the case may be but having another thing that 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 is a, a easier to shoot with in more scenarios i i can't recommend enough having something like that because it ends up being really really worthwhile yeah, and I'm imagining once we reach a sports age and yeah. recital age, you yep, want that yep, yep. huge freaking zoom because the iPhone, no matter how good it gets with periscopes, I'm sure <laughs> it just won't. I don't think it'll catch up to the, like a huge freaking glass that can zoom yep, in. Yep, exactly. And, and that's the thing is that it used to be even just a handful of years ago. Like, you know, a car nerd would say there's no replacement for displacement. Like the, 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 with with cameras, like there's no substitute for big glass. And, you know, physics can only go but so far. That being said, you know, it can break physics. Computers. Computers yes. can think really fast. And, <laughs> and you know, compu- I, we keep coming back to it. Computational photography really has been, has been incredible in the last few years. And, and again, it used to be just a few years ago that I would... I would turn to the iPhone uh, for video and little else. Mm -hmm. Then it became, I would turn to the iPhone for night and video and little else. And now I genuinely have to think through in some circumstances, which camera is the right or camera for this. Another great, actually Mm -hmm. a great example of this. I've just been, been going on and on about how wonderful this, the micro four thirds or any other big camera is in daylight. Yeah. But if I'm capturing if I'm in a situation where I want to capture an HDR photo, so I want the clouds and the subject of mm-hmm. the picture, then I, I mean, I, I know one can accomplish this through the magic of editing. Casey cannot accomplish this <laughs> through the magic of editing. And so if I'm trying to get something like that, then I'm going to ch- turn to the iPhone every time because it will do the, what do they call it? Exposure bracketing or something like that, mm-hmm. where it'll take the the bright shot and the dim shot and just meld it all together to become one HDR photo. Uh, and so I am, I personally am incapable of doing that in an editing suite, but the iPhone can do it for me. And so sometimes even if I have the big camera on my shoulder, depending yeah. on the shot, I might end up grabbing the iPhone because it genuinely is take, going to take a better shot. Yeah, and I think even ProRaw does some of that magic of 
doing the HDR stuff to some mm-hmm. extent. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, um, the, the, the 3X lens in daylight is, it, it's impressive to me. Like it's, it's, they've come a long way with that. that I've never used it before. Yeah. I've just seen people use it in the past and yeah. it seems pretty decent yeah. these days. It is. Uh, I missed for a long time the 2X lens. Like, I, I, if I had to choose one, I'd probably choose the 3X because, you, as you said earlier, like, you're always going to want more zoom. You're, it's very unusual to want less zoom. <laughs> yes. But uh, that being said, I found myself fairly often using the 2X, not lens, but, you know, quote unquote lens in the, in the 14 Pro. And what that does is, you know, it takes the center of the 48 megapixel picture, it takes the 12 megapixels in the center, and that's basically effectively a 2X zoom, right? And it looks and so great. I've, it I've also been blown away with that. Like, my cat's doing something adorable, and 3X is too much. 1X is, like, 2 is just perfect for some of these shots. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and again, if I had to choose one, I would take the deeper zoom for those occasions where you just absolutely have to have it. But having that 2X available as well as the 3X has been kind of a game changer for me. And I've, I've really been thankful and in, in, in enjoying having both of those options. And again, like academically, they probably don't take the best shots. Like you should stick with the, the, what they used to call the wide. Now they call like the standard or main. Yeah, the, <laughs> the main, main lens. lens. Yeah. Um, you should stick with that where you can. But again, like, dude, if you... If you need to get close, use the 3X. If you need to step back without stepping back, use the one half. You know, use the mm-hmm. ultra wide. Like, do what you got to do to take the shot. You're never going to regret having a picture. You will occasionally regret having no picture. Yeah. I remember when the 12, uh, I had the 12 mini came out. Uh, HDR video just blew my mind. Like, I started taking so much more video back when that happened. It's like, yeah. these videos just look so damn good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, the, the iPhone camera, it's really phenomenal. And, and that's the thing is that, I'm one of those idiots that upgrades every year. And the reason I do it more than anything else, I mean, part of it is for my job, but a lot of it is because I just want the best camera I can possibly have in my pocket always. And the differences again, between the time, like the iPhone 10, which at the time was a phenomenal camera and the 14 in just four years, like it's, it's unreal, the difference between the two. And so, um, I, I, I can't stress enough, like having a camera with you always is so powerful and so awesome. Yeah. And the thing that's been blowing my mind about the, the phone this year is the outdoor screen brightness. You can actually see the shot yes. so much better than. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And I, I had a real bad time with my 13 pro that if it was outside in, in the summertime for more than like 30 seconds mm-hmm. it dimmed really, really aggressively. And I guess that's like a thermal you know problem that it's trying to dim. So it doesn't create as much heat. Granted, I didn't get my 14 Pro until late September, but I'm in central Virginia. Like, it's still pretty hot in late September. And so yep. in in the little bit of time that I did use it before it started to cool down, I did not see near as much of a problem in the 14 Pro, which is possibly my favorite change from the 14 Pro. Because <laughs> over the summer, the 13 was just miserable to use mm-hmm. outdoors in the summertime. It was so rough. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be out in direct sunlight. I'll have like a 10-minute break, and it's, it's super bright. I can read the it, – it, it's like they did it. They finally figured it out, and – Whenever I get that new watch at some point, that watch will be better in the outdoors as well. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like it, they're fine. I want iPads and like Macs with that. So you work outside yeah. in a better way. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so what are you what are you doing for photo management? Uh, you know, the, given that this is the iPads Pro yes. show, what are you doing for photo management on the iPad? Because I find and this is probably a Casey problem yep. that doing any sort of photo management, particularly particularly with the big camera, but really any photo management, I, I feel like I am I cannot do it. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't do it on the iPad, which is probably not true. But yeah. what are you doing 
in terms of photo management? Like, is there a suite of tools that you enjoy or that you recommend for that? So it's very new to me still, but um, mm -hmm. the Sony camera is USB-C, so I can just hook it up USB-C, USB-C to the iPad nice. to do the mm -hmm. import. Uh, I did discover the raw formats my Sony camera takes is not supported by Mac OS or iPad OS natively. So um, I have to send those into either Lightroom or Raw Power can like interpret those files and send them out as standard mm -hmm. DNGs that I can edit. Yep, yep, yep. Um, mm -hmm. I primarily edit in Pixelmator Photos, kind of my favorite tool. That's what I tend to get the best results in, I've found. Mm -hmm. um, and it's got some machine learning stuff to aid and uh, make stuff look better, but it just I get the most I get the best like natural looking edits out of that one. I've tr I've tried Lightroom and Lightroom has so many tools. I just kind of go wild and the photos end up looking super edited <laughs> just because you can. <laughs> right, no, that makes sense. I, it, I, I don't know. Yeah. I I need to learn. I need to learn more about it. And and I feel like I need. I would like to be able to do more with my iPad um, in particularly in terms of photo editing, because it's such, it's such a natural use case, like having a pencil to like mm -hmm. actually like retouch things. It's such an obvious use case for it. Um, but I, I, again, I find that and part of this is a lot of this is self-created because I have a very particular way that I like to store my files yeah. and, and process them and so on. Um, but I'd really love to be able to do this more on the go and it's easier to bring my ipad with me than it is my i mean even though they're actually not too different in, in weight and not too different in size it's easier to bring an ipad with yeah. you than a, than a macbook pro and so i feel like i need to do a better job of figuring out how i can make this work on on, on my ipad alone yeah and it's it's kind of cool like i've never this is new like i've never really edited photos before i got the 14 pro and start playing around mm -hmm. in preparation of little one and uh, right. it's, it's, it's while we can do like selectively grabbing a color to make the grass greener. Like you can oh, wow. say like, you can like green, make this a little bit greener. Or my cat uh, has a red, like rose flower thing on her collar. So I, uh -huh. that's a fun thing where there's no red in the shot except for that little flower. And I can like touch that up. And it, it, so it's been fun, like just learning the ins and outs of what you yep. can do. And then, um, dark room. I don't use a bunch, but that has the magic ability of you can edit a live photo and it'll output it as an edited live photo. It'll Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it'll retain the live photo data because most of the other apps they strip that out in the editing right, process. Right, right. That's um, super cool. And then oh. for now it's just iCloud photo library, but I'm uh I'm taking a lot of raw photos and some of these are over hundred megabytes. And Yikes. um yeah. My two terabyte plan is, is not going to be happy with that. So I need to figure out a strategy. I have a Synology now after oh, hearing nice. you guys nice. chat about those uh -huh. for how many ever years it's been. Yep. And yep. I understand why they're awesome. Like it's a little yep. computer. And as an iPad person, it's like I've got a little computer I can just remote into anywhere in the world because the Synology Anywhere thing works like yep. awesome. And I have a little Windows virtual machine for Windows 10, which I guess is Microsoft stopped charging, I guess, for Windows 10, um, at least oh, for the okay. one I got. Um, yeah, nice. So I can upload iTunes Match files from the Synology now, which is kind of neat. Um, that's that's, a, cool. that's an iPad limitation. There's no iTunes Match um, hook in. <laughs> oh, um, gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, um, I'm working at adding, like, a web dev server from the Synology so I can store my, like, DevonThink database there versus iCloud. And nice. So it's a nice. whole new world, the, the Synology. Yep. Yeah, it's, I mean, I could go on and on about how much I love my Synology, and, and I, I still find new uses for it. You know, just this year I was doing different things with it that I'd never done before, and I've had one since 2013. 
13 or thereabouts. So it's been like eight, nine years. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm looking over at the one that I have uh, th- that is my primary Synology because I have a remote Synology that it backs itself up to because, oh, I'm, nice. that much of a, because I'm that much of a dweeb. Well, anyway, uh, this this primary Synology, it, it's getting long in the tooth. And I think they've announced that they're not going to give software updates anymore for it, which 10 years on, I can kind of understand. Yeah. Well, it's a it's an eight bay Synology, which was given to me for the record. Like mm-hmm. I didn't spend I didn't spend the money on this, but of course now that I have it, I don't think I want to go back, back. or go to any smaller, right? <laughs> yeah. Even though I, I I absolutely could, but I don't much want to. So I'm looking at like okay, what is the new equivalent of this exact same model? And it's empty. It's like a thousand fifteen hundred bucks, something like that. And then you got to fill it with some amount of hard drives. Now maybe I don't need eight to start out. That's part of the beauty of a Synology, but I need you know, several, because I have something like, you know, 12 or 12 to 15 terabytes of data on there right now. So I need at least enough to handle like 15 terabytes and, and (laughs) you're, it gets expensive real fast. So I'm looking at like a two or $3,000 purchase and I just keep kicking that can down the road Mm -hmm. because I just don't feel like spending (laughs) $3,000 on, on storing data. But then the flip side of that is, you know, one of the literally five different places that all of our family photos live and the primary place that all of those photos live is just off to my left on that Synology. And yeah. so I I would be OK if it somehow pooped itself, but uh, because it, it actually almost did a couple of years back, which was a. Uh, uh, it made for a lot of content on ATP yes. as I as I undid and, and figured out a new strategy for everything because of that. But anyways, I'd be OK now if it did poop itself, but I would not be happy. And it, it would just like I was saying to you earlier, you know, prepare the house now before you're under duress. It would be great. And I should prepare the Synology or the new Synology now while I while I am not under duress mm-hmm. rather than rather than when it you know, when if this one dies and I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. Now what? So. <laughs> Uh, but no, I can't say enough good things about having any sort of network attached storage. And a Synology in particular is really great, as you said, because it is a computer. It's not the most powerful computer. It's not the fastest computer, but it is a legitimate computer. And yeah. so you can offload a lot of computery things that you maybe don't want to have on your primary computer, mm-hmm. even if it's a traditional computer, yeah. or even more so on your iPad. Maybe you can't do it. Maybe you don't want to do it on your iPad. Then you have it on the Synology. And and. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that I can complain about with regard to the Synology. They they have the world's worst naming scheme for everything, and they yeah. reuse the same names for like wildly different products. It's <laughs> infuriating, but mm-hmm. it is an incredibly robust, incredibly strong ecosystem. And and I, as silly as it sounds, I can't imagine my life without one. Yeah, I um I had a Drobo Pro uh, a while ago, and mm-hmm. um. I, I had forgotten the noise of hard drives because uh, it's been many uh, yes. years since I had that hooked up. And mm-hmm. I, um, my initial batch of Toshiba hard drives, I returned to Amazon and did a bit of research and got quieter hard drives. But they're still yeah. they still click. They're still hard drives. Um, so uh-huh. I had to, so I've um, relocated the Synology to the basement and I set up like a second node in our um, a mesh network. So oh, it's yep. like hooked into that. And I think yeah. the speed should be pretty good with it being like a Wi-Fi mm-hmm. six node thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But I was getting um, some complaints about noise. Uh, pretty uh, understandable. <laughs> well, and I tell you what. So my office is also our guest room, and with the door open, it's totally fine in here. It, but if I close the door, which I will typically do when the kids are at home, we're recording this while they're both at school. Uh, with the kids are at home, I'll close the door while I'm recording, and this room gets real hot. Yeah. real quick and <laughs> that is not enjoyable particularly in the summertime and i think i really genuinely think a lot of that heat is the synology and the eight spinning hard drives within yeah it. uh and it's not so it's not quiet it's not cool but 
having just to do like the elevator pitch for having network attached storage, having effectively unlimited storage is an incredibly powerful thing because mm-hmm. then it's the difference between getting rid of 90% of the raw fo- photos that you shoot and keeping all of the raw photos yeah. that you shoot. Now, obviously there's some caveats in that particular example, but you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, um, having effectively infinite storage is extremely cool because you don't have to worry. Uh, was that picture worth a hundred megabytes? Was that video worth six gigabytes or whatever the case may be? Just screw it. Just keep it. Now you have to back it up. And that's, that's obviously a, a, a different animal because RAID is not a backup, but, um, but nevertheless, having effectively unlimited storage makes a lot of things much, much easier. And then on top of that, having an always on computer makes other things much, much easier, particularly mm-hmm. if you're one of those uh, absolutely bananas people that thinks an iPad can be your only computer. So, yes. Uh, yes. so it, 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of to be said for having an always on computer with a whole bunch of hard drives hanging off of it. Yeah. And um I can finally have my own Plex server. I've always wanted one of those because yes, I'm, yes. I'm a movie geek and there's a lot of movies that they're still not available digitally. Like there's like mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. like the director's edition of uh, Legend by Ridley Scott, which has the mm-hmm. Jerry Goldsmith score. You can't find that digitally um, if mm-hmm, you're in America, mm-hmm. at least. And so there's a lot yeah. of like edge cases like that. It's like I can finally have these movies that are on disc somewhere and have them available. Yep. No, it's it's extremely powerful. Now, good luck ripping that movie if you have you know the disc <laughs> of it. Good luck ripping it on your beloved iPad. Yes. Sir. No, I'll but... use my wife's MacBook uh, Air for that one. Yes. <laughs> Are you recording on an iPad right now? I didn't even ask. Oh uh, yeah, so my setup, uh, I've got the stage manager setup. So you're on my iPad. I've got my notes on an external display because I'm on the last beta that still had external monitor support. Um, <laughs> and uh, I I capture my audio with a Zoom H6 external recorder. Oh, okay. So my uh, XLR uh-huh. goes into that, and then a line out of audio goes from like a Thunderbolt dock um, into the Zoom. So I have your audio and a separate track on that, and then I can. Uh, just pop the SD card from the Zoom into the Thunderbolt dock and get the audio onto my iPad that way. So, yeah, that is not as miserable as it used to be, but that is yeah. still a lot of moving parts, my friend. Yeah, um, I've got I've gotten used to the hardware recorder and it's super rock solid and stable. Um, but I, I did, you know, back in the day, you know, twenty tens, used like the MacBook Pro and uh, Audio Hijack, and yep. know how great great having software to do it is, but. Um, at least uh, the hardware doesn't crash, uh, which Audio Hijack doesn't seem to crash but um, that much. No, but, generally not. Yeah. No, but I've had many a recording almost ruined by the computer that's running Audio Hijack crashing. <laughs> oh, yes. so, so my setup is I'm on my MacBook Pro, although I am right now using for one of the first times, I've only done it a handful of times, uh, what is it, continuity? No, mm-hmm. um, shoot, what's the thing? No, universal control, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, universal control, so my iPad is, as I'm looking off to my left, sitting literally on top of my cl- uh, clamshelled MacBook Pro. And uh, it, man, it is so cool. I don't care if you have multiple iPads yeah. or an iPad and a computer or whatever. It is so incredibly well done and so smooth, this thing where you can just drag your cursor off the edge of your screen and suddenly you're controlling a different computer. Yes. And I can like, and, and it works both ways. Like I was operating with my Mac's trackpad uh, and then I swooped over to the, to my left as it turns out and... And there's the, you know, the iPad cursor moving about. But if I wanted to, I can reach over to the iPad and I have it in a magic keyboard and I can swoop off to the right and suddenly I'm controlling my computer with the iPad. Like, mm-hmm. what is even happening right it's now? Wild. It's wild. It, it's super cool. I kind of want iPhone support for at least the keyboard because I'll have my iPhone. Yeah, I have yeah, a yeah. MagSafe mount for my magic keyboard. So um, I have a little um, a little thing here. 
that comes off uh, my magic uh-huh, keyboard uh-huh. Yep, yep, so yep, i got yep. my phone next to it i i'd love keyboard continuity in that case um right yeah i totally hear that yeah oh man that, i am impressed you're doing all this on an ipad that is brave do you do you use like ferrite to edit the whole rigmarole? yeah and ferrite's like i in in part of the problem like initially i had the garage band set up for some of my older podcasts and like this is great it's got chapter markers and then apple decided it's all about music and it's like yep 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 and it's just like the ipad's kind of the best tool unless i want to invest in logic um because Ferrite's just, it's so, it feels like it's custom built for podcasting. It's got the chapter markers. It, mm-hmm. I used to use Levelator on the Mac, and now that's built into Ferrite. Like all the things that I needed, like a bunch of different apps, it's all in one place with, uh, with that's, Ferrite. That's super awesome. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been podcasting for almost a decade. I have been doing it professionally for like four years now. I, not once in my life have I ever edited any show that I've ever been on, or any other show for that matter. Just And it's not because yeah. I like... I, I'm not unwilling. It's just it's circumstantially I've never had the occasion to have to do it. But right. uh, I think if I were to, I would probably turn to Ferrite first because it just, like you said, it seems like it's a pretty much bespoke solution for doing exactly that mm-hmm. sort of a thing. And my understanding is that I don't remember the person who wrote Ferrite or writes Ferrite, but my understanding is uh, I think it's uh, I think it's he yep. uh, was working with Jason Snell like a lot when Ferrite yeah. was brand new. And Jason was like, well, what about this? And and then it, next thing you know, Ferrite has it. OK, well, what about that? And then next <laughs> thing you know, Ferrite has it. And so and I think, he, Ferrite, and I think uh, I'm on the beta train and the next beta that just entered the public feeds is uh, addressing another Jason Snell uh, feedback of playing back at 2x speeds because he'll, he'll do that sometimes oh, for his edits. So uh-huh. like on the quick edits, he'll play back on Logic at like 2x and. The uh-huh, latest uh-huh. Ferrite beta, I guess, uh, can do that. So you'll be able to that's play awesome. back and like do quick edits uh, as you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, it's great doing like the strip silence and like using the pencil, just like boom, 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 get rid of all the. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. So it's it's a nice setup with that. Yeah, I got to give it a try at some point, even just for you know the fun of it. I, I really should just give it a shot. Yeah, and um, like the templates are very solid. Um, yeah, just it's it's it feels like a great great tool, and it and it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Luma Fusion's finally getting uh, multi-cam support at some point in the next year. Or so, ah, nice. so that'll be. I used to, I used to love doing Final Cut Pro multi-cam editing because you're just watching your whatever how many video feeds and just yep, tapping, yep. and that'll be yep. in the Luma Fusion updates. So that's cool. All I didn't sorts, know that. That's yeah. super awesome. So, um, with with photo management, um, I've got already like 300 raws in my library and and growing. Um, <laughs> right. W- how do you use iCloud photo library versus the Synology? Like, do you put like your edited ones in the the iCloud or you? You don't. You don't want to ask this question. Because I, what, okay, what you want to do is ask this question and do the opposite of what I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you. Um, no, so I I was really interested and remain interested in online photo management tools yeah. so this is um and I, I like to joke with my friends on the connected podcast that they've murdered all the good ones which <laughs> means photo iCloud photo libraries it's it's days are coming but um this was picture life it was uh everpix was another one i loved everpix um that oh, was so, so good. good. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one. I can't remember the name of it now, but there was another one where basically the idea is you upload all your photos there and then they will help you ma- not manage them, but they will. Yeah, they'll, it'll be a backup by virtue yeah. of not being at your house. They'll surface, you know, does search. It'll do machine learn or, you know, using AI recognition to like um, figure out if you want to search for a car, like here's the pictures that or here's the pictures that have a car in it or whatever. Um and I loved those, but after having lived through so many of them dying, I I knew that I never wanted to trust any online anything as mm-hmm. the one true source of pictures for my family. 
which means I have this completely convoluted and bananas setup that I use with my Synology. And yeah. what the, the short, short version is um, when I take photos using the big camera as an example, I will take the SD card, I'll pop it into my computer, and then I just do it using Finder, which I admit is kind of barbaric. But yeah. I just go through with Finder and I will use Quick Look and... I will just delete the ones that I don't like. And then that'll get me down from, you know, hundreds to a couple of hundred or whatever. Yeah. And then I'll go, then I'll oftentimes do like a second pass and figure out, okay, of these six that I went, yeah, which one of the six is the good one. And then not necessarily a third pass, but maybe simultaneously I'll figure out, okay, because I shoot JPEG and raw, do I really need raws for any of these? And what I've ended up doing is saying to myself, either, is there a chance that future Casey is going to want to edit this picture? Which almost always is no, no. <laughs> but sometimes is yes. Mm-hmm. Or is there a chance that I want to make this like the size of the side of my house? You know, if I'm going to like blow <laughs> this up to be like a poster yeah. or whatever. And either of those cases, I'll keep the raw. Or, or actually, I guess a third case is this just one of those pictures that I can tell is like a seminal, important family picture. Like I, I can tell you right now, this one's a keeper. Like this one, not even not not even a keeper. This one's like. Uh, I will come back to this photo in future years yeah. and look at it again kind of photo. If it passes any one of those three tests, then I will keep the raw. But mm-hmm. 95% of them I chuck because it's yeah. just not worth And mine are only like 30 megs. You said yours are like 100 sometimes. On the plus. iPhone, they get that big. If you, oh, depend, oh, 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 yeah. right, right, okay. On, okay um, yeah, mine are around 30 meg for the, the Sony camera as well. It's a 24 okay, gotcha. megapixel okay. camera. But yeah, the iPhone, okay. some after you do, you're finished editing, some of those like... It's over 100 megs. It's like, it's yep. wild. It's bananas. And yeah. so, again, generally, I don't keep RAWs. Uh, so that's the first first thing I do is just figure out, okay, what am I keeping? Next thing I do is I use this really not very good Mac app, but it does the job called Geotag. Mm-hmm. And I find that it is very common for me to look up a photo based on where it was taken. Absolutely. Like I know... I was at the pumpkin patch. I don't know where, I don't know what time of year. Well, I mean, I know it was fall that I was at the pumpkin patch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it was October, if it was September, if it was November, but I know there's a picture of us at the pumpkin patch that I really want. So what I'll typically do is, and we'll get to how in a second, but I will look for a photo by going to a map and looking up the pumpkin patch and looking at all the photos at the pumpkin patch. And so with the big camera, you can put it in a mode where it works in concert with your phone to like geotag stuff, but it's a pain in the butt. Phone apps and for so, big cameras. They're the worst. Um, they're, they're the absolute worst. I could ne- I, I, yeah, the Sony app, the official app, I could never get to connect. Um, the third party apps were better than the first party official app. And like, it's, it's, it's just a mess. Like, it's just not even worth bothering. I don't think. No, it's not. But, but the, the Olympus app is garbage. But the one thing it does semi-effectively is it will. you can go into the app on your phone and say start tracking, do whatever, you don't have to do anything else. And then at the end, you can connect to the, the camera's like built-in Wi-Fi network mm-hmm. and say, okay, synchronize geotags based on timestamps. You know, okay, it's, I see that the camera took it at such and such a time. Yeah. The phone was at such and such a place, merge them. If I know that I'm in a situation where I'm going to be using the big camera a lot, especially if I'm moving around, like I'm at a park right. or, or I'm at the state fair or Disney world or something, then I'll put that mode on. But mm-hmm. a lot of times I just don't even think about it. I'll just snap a few snaps and call it a day. And so I use geotag to go through and put the geotag information, you know, the name of the app is geotag and I'll put the geotag information into these, fi- into these fi- files. And then at that point, two things happen. Number one, they get imported into photos for iCloud photo library and that is the way I interact with my photos 95% of the time. 
But the other thing that happens is I use a bespoke little command line tool that I wrote myself because I'm also an app developer. Um, I use a little tool that's based off a concept that uh, uh, Dr. Drang, who is a guy on the internet, uh, Dr. Drang had a series of Python scripts, or maybe it was just one Python script, but it was a script that will look at photos, look at when they're taken, and rename them so that instead of, you know, p12345.6.jpg, it's, you know, year, 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 hyphen, month, month, hyphen, day, day, space, hour, hour, hyphen, minute, minute, hyphen, second, yeah. second, dot JPEG. And so what that does is it's it makes it super easy to sort them by when they were taken. Because if I'm not mm. f- trying to find a file by where it was, I'm trying to find a file by when it was. Yeah. And so that then that and that data is in the metadata of the file itself so you're having the the script like look at the the date creation and matching Mm -hmm. it that's that's exactly right and so based on the date that the photo was taken rename the file to be such and such file name and then that script actually dumps it on the synology it will move or copy it actually yeah it'll copy it onto the synology and so in the synology i have you know my photo repository then i have a series of folders one per year then i have a series of folders in each year one per month Mm -hmm. and then in that each month folder is just you know hundreds and hundreds of pictures but they're all named such that if i know i took a picture on october 10th of 2022 it takes me no time to get there you know get to the actual file sitting on the on the synology this is bananas no human being <laughs> should do this this is this is just what works for me yeah. Any normal human being just use icloud photo library like an adult and trust it. it it hasn't steered me wrong yet knock on wood but just trust it it'll work fine it's been great i wish i had gotten on board with it sooner because it really is excellent but that's what I do. Uh, and again, a lot of this I don't think could easily be done from the iPad, like the renaming, the copying to this. You can copy the technology. Yeah. You can rename. But it yeah, I'll have to explore shortcuts to see uh, how exactly. advanced that can get. Yeah, yeah, it would be not fun. And yeah. that's why I do all my photo processing on the Mac. And, and, and I will probably continue to do that. Now, maybe I would take a photo from the Mac to the iPad to like edit using Pixelmator or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like the ingestion process, right. I do pretty much all of it on the Mac. And then with regard to the phone, all the pictures the phone takes, I will go into my iCloud photo library. I will export, but once a month I do this, I'll export mm-hmm. the last month's worth of pictures, run it through the same script, and the script will see, it also does a comparison and says, okay, are these identical photos? It, 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 very, very uh, rudimentary comparison based on like a checksum. But anyways, mm-hmm. it'll see whether or not these are the same photos and won't you know make duplicates of duplicate photos. It'll ignore them. But it will then effectively merge all of the photos that the, that the, that, uh, the Synology already had with the new photos coming off my camera and those all get merged again back onto the Synology. So what that means in summary is that the Synology is my one true source of pictures because that has everything. Everything. It has mine, it has my wife's, it has everything. And then that gets backed up to Backblaze three different ways, two, two different ways, uh, which is a story in and of itself that's <laughs> not worth talking about. It's backed up to Backblaze twice. It's on a physical hard drive that's on an opposite that's in the opposite corner of the house mm-hmm. that gets updated every couple of weeks. Then every time I see my parents who live about an hour away from us, they have a hard drive that I will take and get a duplicate of all the photos on there. So that's the so it's two Backblaze, one that's in the house. I have my Mac downloading all of the photos from iCloud. So that's a fourth copy uh and the synology is mirrored and the synology is mirrored you're yep. right so that's a fifth copy so i <laughs> if i lose my photos there has been like a global thermonuclear yes. war and and as silly as it sounds i will do this until the end of time because mm-hmm. i of all the things i can lose i and i i know we haven't talked much about it but i am devout about having a very particular plex library 
I have very particular files in there in a very yeah. particular way, some of which are very difficult to find or, or, or rebuild or whatever. But I would lose my Plex library 10 times over and be okay with it before I lose my photos. And yeah. so that's why I'm such a psychopath about it. Because I thought briefly a couple of years back, I thought I did lose them all. Mm-hmm. And I swore, like I said earlier, never again. Yeah. So I, I go off the deep end about it and I will make zero apologies <laughs> for it because I just don't want to lose it. Yeah. So the, the iCloud photo library, you, you're you starting, like it doesn't have everything. And is, is space going to be a... A concern, like two terabytes or four if you're on the thing, is that... Yeah, it, it is going to be a concern. I think I'm sitting at like a terabyte, terabyte and a half now, something like that. But again, I'm, I'm not taking a lot of... I'm not keeping a lot of RAWs. Mm-hmm. I don't take a lot of video, which is a bad and I need to do better at. But I am taking 4K60 video, so that gets real big real quick. Yeah. Um, I think if in the next year or two, I'm going to have to go from two terabytes to, I think the, like you said, they allow you to pay for four. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen though. When I start bumping up against four, like right. I hope at that point that they'll offer six or yeah. Eight, I hate that. You, you can't but... just pay Apple more to get more storage, but yeah, yeah. I guess they I have limitations because I guess yeah. I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to do at that point, but that's future Casey's problem. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Synology has these like moments apps and like how have you found yes. those good at all? I haven't really played with them. It was with the, they, they call their like operating system DSM, I think Distation Manager is what it stands for. Um, DSM 7 brought with it like a whole new photos setup. And I haven't really dabbled with it in part because iCloud Library is working so well for me. I guess that probably would be my answer, come to think of it, is if iCloud Library just, if I can't use it anymore because I've got too much or what have you, I would probably end up doing, uh, you know, the, the, the bespoke Synology system, whatever that's called, like photo moments yeah. or whatever it is. Um, that's probably what I turn to. And um, the shared iCloud photo library, um, we're anticipating to use it just for like little one photos between us, and that's it. Do you have a? Will you guys be using that at all, or is the technology? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll we'll definitely be using that because poor Erin, like she doesn't often refer back to old pictures, mm-hmm. but her her library is kind of tr- we kind of treat it as ephemeral, and my library is like the one true library, yeah. and. Um, and so that means if she ever wants a picture from more than about a month ago, then she has to turn to me to get it, which I don't mind. Yeah. Like, and it's, I don't think she particularly minds either, but it would be so much nicer if she could just swipe up on her iPhone and go looking in past years. And so I and the, think the what, photo widgets too are, are very special. Also, yep, very, yeah. very, very good point. Uh, and so I think what, what I plan to do, well, I haven't really spoken to Aaron about this, but what I plan to do is basically treat 99% of the photos that I'm taking as ours because usually they are. It's usually of Mm -hmm. the four of us or the dog or what have you. And I think my default shooting mode will be this is for the shared photo library and then I will occasionally take a picture just for myself or or maybe move it from one to the other or what have you. But I think by default, I'm just going to use shared photo library so this way she finally has easy access to all this stuff. And I plan to move... You know, the last 10 years, well, we've known each other for 17 years now, so I plan to move the last 17 years of pictures, yeah. basically, into the shared photo library because there's no reason not to. And I'm imagining it's smart enough to not include screenshots or images you save from Safari. You know, I'm not sure. I haven't really played with it any yeah. because I, I, I am in a very mixed mode. Like, even when I was running the beta on my phone, I had betas nowhere else. And yep. so I didn't want to mess about with, like, ruining things for my Mac <laughs> yes. or my iPad or what have you. So uh, I don't plan to do anything with shared photo library until, at the very least, when it's all publicly released including on the mac but me i might even let it chill for like a month just to see have everyone else figure out what the issues are and (laughs) then i'll dive in Mm -hmm. but we'll see what happens and um do you 
do anything with the photos as far as I know, John, um, your co-host on ATP is big into the books and mm-hmm. he had a big a conundrum about Apple stop printing yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you yep. do anything like calendars or books? Uh, no, not really. Occasionally, um, I, I have a couple of times printed like something like uh, uh, day one. Well, for money, you can have day one print a book of your day one entries, which is both text and pictures and whatnot. Those are okay, but it's not really what you're talking about. Um, I want to do the books. I want to be able to have a book like John has of like the family vacations and this and that and the other thing. I just don't have the patience yeah. for it. Like <laughs> I wish I did, but I just don't. Yeah. Um, and I know that I know myself enough to know that even though I'm not a perfectionist, I would want to tweak it into kingdom come. And, and in fact, I don't know how John ever finishes his projects cause he is a perfectionist, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I have, I don't have the energy for it or the patience to be honest with you, even though I wish I did. Yeah. And um, any photo gear you think would be worth getting, like tripods or like, do you have a favorite um, camera bag for your big camera? Not really. I don't actually typically use a camera bag as, as awful as that sounds yeah. um, because I, it's just a camera and a lens. Like it, I, well, it's the camera, the lens that's on it in one spare. And that's yeah. all I really have to worry about. Uh, I definitely recommend a proper tripod, which are only like 20, 30 bucks on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, I like having, I, I can't reach it from where I'm sitting, but I like having one of those like gorilla pod things where it's like a bunch of bendy yeah. things. You can like wrap around like a fence post. Um, and there, as long as your camera isn't, I keep saying big camera, but as right. long as it isn't like a 15 pound, like monstrosity, they're strong enough to hold up a, a big camera. Um, I will say, even though I could make a compelling argument about how I'm wrong, I really like having a GoPro uh, mm-hmm. This is less relevant for you at this stage, but like we spent a lot of time at the pool over the summer and having a camera that you really, that that you know is designed yeah. to get wet. Yep. Like, yes, the iPhone should be fine. <laughs> and I've, I've literally had an iPhone in my pocket at a water park and it is fine, but it's mm-hmm. nice to have like a, a, a solution where you know that this is designed to get wet. It's designed to get dropped. Yeah. Um, and once the kids are active, Having a GoPro in a lot of ways is a really nice tool to have in your tool chest. Um, it, it does really good time lapses. It's a pretty good camera if you need a still camera. It, it's and it's something that you can you could tie to something, you can mount to something, you can get a little floaty thing to buoy it to. You could be on you know, your chest a, as you're in the ocean it, playing with the kids. Yep, yeah, yeah, exactly right. And I mean, obviously, these won't be these won't be cinema caliber shots in most cases. Like you can use a GoPro for professional use. Like one of my favorite TV shows was top gear. And they, last I heard they use GoPros a lot, but, um, but anyways, you could use it professionally, but typically when you or I would be using it, these, these videos, these pictures are not going to be great, but they'll be capturing something that you may not have been able to capture at all. Otherwise or unwilling to like, I'm not really willing to bring my iPhone into the pool. Like I know I Mm -hmm. can, but it's not something I want to do, but, I don't give a crap about the GoPro. I'll absolutely bring that absolutely. to the pool and not think twice about it. And so um, I do advise thinking about some sort of, I mean, there's other action cameras on the market. I just, GoPro is, you know, the yeah. Xerox, if you will. Um, having some sort of action camera, I recommend. I did in the past recommend having a gimbal. The new action mode on the iPhone 14, though, is really, really good. So a gimbal is something you put your phone or, or, or you can put a full camera in it. And it's like a sort of a steady cam, if you mm-hmm. will. So as you're running about, you know, it's, it's counteracting the motion of what you're doing. And so it makes for the, the video to be considerably more stable instead of, you know, boinging all around. <laughs> yes. It's something that's like kind of more, more st- uh, static. Um, I do have a gimbal. I think it's by DJI, the same people who do the GoPro. Or no, it's by, no, the DJI is the drone people. The drone I'm sorry. People, yeah. um, anyways, I think it's a DJI um, uh, gimbal. 
And I find, honestly, that it's just not worth, like, the work of putting the phone in and, Mm -hmm. like, trying to get it all squared away and set up and whatnot. I don't regret having bought it, but I don't use it barely ever. Um, And, and again, I would have recommended it more years ago because, like, when the kids are in the power wheels, like, I would run alongside them and film. And it was really neat to have the gimbal. But now I would absolutely just throw on action Action mode. mode, Even though though I'm not getting full 4K, I think you're getting, like, 2.3 or 2.7K or whatever it is, something like that. But it's sufficient. And it's so much easier to just do that (laughs) than it is to bust out, like a gimbal or what have you or or, i mean honestly at this point i might even consider using the gopro because it has its own equivalent to action mode and that that might even be better to be honest with you i actually just got a new gopro i had i broke the old one turns out (laughs) um gopros are designed to get wet as long as you have the appropriate doors latch or cases on the outside well one of the doors of my old gopro broke and so i got like a crappy amazon knockoff and Turns out that was a poor choice because I brought it into the water in the pool and I guess it wasn't uh, sealed properly and the GoPro broke. So I just got a new <laughs> GoPro and uh, oh, I need fun. to try. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I need to try uh, action mode or what, whatever they call it, stabilization mode on that new GoPro because I've been told it's very, very good there as well. Yeah, I had GoPro years ago, like the GoPro 2. Um, okay, that yeah. was when I lived back in Hawaii and like I had one GoPro and like GoPro sent some out to me for free it's they're they're a great company and that was the era of um 3d being huge so i actually had the 3d enclosure and the cable between the two so i have some like 3d videos from that era which is fun that's awesome yeah that's Uh, that's super wild no the the gopro stuff is really solid and i i really you know if if you were to go down that road i really do recommend it i really think they are they're really great products but again like i could make an argument well we have action mode and we have a waterproof camera like who cares or waterproof phone like who cares but For me, I like having. I, a I'm the same. Solution. I have a big, heavy phone that I don't want to get all wet and damaged. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. No, no, but in terms of other photography stuff, uh, I do. Uh, a friend of ours was briefly a professional photographer, and again, I can't reach it from where I'm sitting, but um, I don't remember the term for it. But what it is, she had this thing that she gave me. She had an extra. It's a little circle that's like perfectly white. Mm-hmm. And what you can do is, if you're indoors at nighttime. Most cameras will let you do a white balance where what you do Mm. is you take a picture of or you tell the camera like, okay, I'm taking a picture of something that's pure white and I want you to make, you know, tweak whatever setting color settings you need to tweak such that this doesn't look yellow. Yeah, it looks white. And so that when I remember, that's really convenient (laughs) when when I when I'm using the big camera indoors at night, which, again, is very rare these days. It's really nice to be able to say, okay. Set the white balance now, and this way I don't need to go back and edit all of them and change all of the yellow to be white, you know, after yeah. the fact. Uh, and that's really nice. I forget the name of this thing. I'm sure it has some you know, name for it. But um, but it's very cheap as far as I'm aware, and it is nice to have. And that, if I had a camera bag, I would put that in there for sure. Very cool. Yeah. The um, Yeah. The first camera, the first photo I took of our little one with the big camera was like in the evening hours in the hospital. And I... Um, really do appreciate how good denoising and like it transformed mm-hmm. this photo which um was okay to like a great photo <laughs> like it's amazing what sure. yeah editing suites can do uh, lightroom is that what you use or do you just use the photos app for editing no i typically use either previews pixelmator or photos like okay. previews is actually pretty good at doing white balance yeah um, I, i'm not saying it's good at anything else but um but I'll use that again. I'll, if I'm retouching something, I'll do it in Pixelmator. You know, if I'm trying to like take out a person from a like a you know stranger from a photo or something like that, I'll do that in Pixelmator. 
Yeah, the magic racer is wild. I've taken out like yeah. power lines and it looks like it was never there. And it's like yeah, some it, huge it, areas that just like wow. It, it's incredible. When when it works, it works incredibly well. And when it fails, it fails pretty <laughs> yes. miserably. Um, but like a lot of times, if I have a shot, uh, particularly like a posed portrait of like the family or something like that, and I don't know, maybe I have like a humongous pimple on my forehead or something like that. Like magic eraser is awesome. Yes. At that. <laughs> and I'll just take I'll take that bad boy right out. It's like never happened. Yeah. Um, but but no, again, I I need to get better. I want to do better with editing both on the desktop and on mobile i've heard um what is it visco i think is is very popular yeah. and has like a bunch of filters that i've heard is very good uh, i do own pixelmator and i uh, the the little bits i've played with it it's excellent um so I, I need to do better about dabbling with that trying it out yeah pixelmator photo uh I, just on the phone it's really impressive and um it will kill your battery doing intensive raw photo <laughs> editing on your iphone but uh i can imagine it it's impressive what you can do just like all on board without even offloading yep. Absolutely. Um, so any final words of wisdom uh, going into fatherhood? <laughs> uh, I would say, you know, everything. It, 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 the good news is if you don't like what's happening, it's about to change. The bad news is if you like what's happening, it's about to change. <laughs> um, so uh, but just be flexible. Be flexible with your mm-hmm. wife. Be flexible with yourself. Be flexible with your kid. Um, find a rhythm as best you can. Um you'll find that that in my personal opinion there's two kinds of parents there's the regimented parents and the free-for-all parents we happen to be the regimented parents we would try to get the kids to sleep at the same time try to have them nap at the same time in my personal opinion that works really well because they especially when they're young they really like a a cadence or rhythm and then and then when they're a little bit older they like a routine again my my little brother has three kids and they're free-for-all parents they eat when they want to eat and they sleep when they want to sleep and that seems to work for them but it's not my rhythm uh not my bag um I would say when when you're comfortable, don't worry about doing anything in solidarity. Like early on when Declan came home, I told myself, well, if Aaron's up, I'm up. And that lasted about three days. Um, and <laughs> yeah. we realized very quickly that while the thought was very kind of me being up in solidarity with Aaron, in reality somebody better be sleeping whenever whenever it's possible one mm-hmm. of you should be sleeping you know obviously it's not always possible but right. whenever you can one of you should be sleeping and if, if both of you need to be up that's fine there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that but don't be up and piddling on your phone just in solidarity like yeah if you're if you're up you're either doing baby stuff or you're helping with wife stuff mm-hmm. or you should your, your butt should be asleep yeah. and uh and that and i would say definitely don't won't, don't worry about anything like that um and then finally just again, be present and and be present and capture what you can. I mean, don't go yeah. bananas. You don't have to capture every waking moment yes. of this kid's life, even <laughs> though that is your inclination as a first time dad. <laughs> but um, be present and capture what you can because you, between the two, you'll either be present and have the memory or you'll have captured it and have the memory that way. But one way or another, you're going to want these moments and and you'll lose them before you realize it. And I don't mean that to be like morose or sad yeah. or anything. It's just time goes quick. Uh, it's easy to get into the rhythm of things and not realize that, you know, oh, this was the first time that the kid is shown an aversion to a solid food. Like the, everything we put in front of them, they loved. And suddenly freaking carrots, they hate for some reason or whatever <laughs> the case may be. You know, you just be present and, and try to, however you choose to do it, try to take notes. Be that in your mind, be that in day one, mm-hmm. be that via, via, via photography. One way or another, try to take notes on what's happening and 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 do what you can to remember it because it goes by so damn fast. And and obviously be there for your wife like this is earth shattering for both of you, but yeah. for her in many, many, many more ways. And so 
Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that she needs to be the leader. Sometimes some women prefer for you, know, you to take charge for a little while or step up or, or maybe you don't, maybe you do need to be the leader. Maybe you don't, whatever it is, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Just be there for her and be yeah. there and help her navigate through this as well. Because unfortunately, neither of you know what you're doing. You're not going to want to listen to the grandparents who are just telling you you're idiots for worrying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just do your best and be there for each other and don't lose sight of each other. Like, uh, again, I love my kids to death, but I, I don't know. I, I, in some ways, I feel like I self-describe as a husband first and a dad second, which maybe that's healthy, maybe that's yeah. not. But, um, but no, I think it's extremely important not to lose sight of the two of you, and you will, yeah, you absolutely will. But try to do like a other. date night kind of thing. I mean, if, if you if, if, if you such can. a thing is possible, yeah, <laughs> yeah, if such a thing is possible, absolutely. Yeah. And you make the best of it, and don't lose sight of each other because, again, this is this is kind of war for the next six months. And I don't, again, I'm not trying to be like morose yeah. or, or, or defeatist or anything, but infants suck, dude. Like they're not <laughs> fun. And so if you can survive the next few months and you can, you can, and you will, yeah. I promise it gets easier and it, it sometimes it'll get a little harder, but the, the, the overall sw- you know, this, uh, trend will be northward if you will. And it, it does and will get easier. So just be there for each other. Don't lose sight that you worked very hard, whether you had troubles having a kid or not, you worked very hard to bring this baby into the world. She yeah. more than you, but both of you. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, do do what you can not to lose sight of that fact. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And um, the God designing infants to need to eat every three hours. That was some just, that's just it's, very it's cruel. cruel of, of it's very, career. very cruel. <laughs> very, very cruel indeed. But yes. again, like that gets better and that yeah. gets better quickly. Like yeah. it, you'd be surprised how quick you go from uh, three hours being the feed and then four and then five. It's so funny too. <laughs> I don't remember now what it is, but um, I think it was, it was talking with the pediatrician maybe that we said, Oh, you know, Declan was, Slept for four hours last night, or whatever the number was. Yeah. Oh, so so he had a full night's sleep. I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> like a full night is eight hours, dude. What are you talking? About? No, no, no. For a baby, a full night's sleep. Again, I don't remember the number, but a ba- for a baby, a full night's sleep is or sleeping through the night. Maybe that's what I what, what it was. Sleeping through the night is like four plus hours or something like yeah. that. And as an adult, you're like, are you freaking kidding me with this? But. <laughs> You'd be surprised yeah. how quick you go from every three hours to every four to, oh, my God, that's considered sleeping through the night to every five, every six, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The so. metrics are so funny because, like, um, I look at the heart rate. It's like, oh, 150 to 200 is right, normal. Right, it's right, like, right. oh, if I was doing that, that would not be good. <laughs> You'd be in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And exactly the respiratory right. rate is also a lot higher. It's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's just actually because with Apple Watch, we are now aware of our own metrics in yep. the way we were. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. No, it's so yeah. true. Any questions I haven't asked that I should before we wrap it up? Oh, geez. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I think um, I, I don't think it's as much a question, but an, another piece of recommendation that just slipped into my mind is don't be afraid to ask for help and be specific about it. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, well-meaning people, be it neighbors or family or whatever, will be like, oh, how can I help? And you're just like, oh, I'm fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 really, make your neighbors or your family or whatever do your freaking laundry. Make them wash the dishes. Yeah. No shame, my dude. Yeah. No shame. Have the help. Because mm-hmm. once the baby's like six months, then you're like a regular old dad to everyone else in your world, and they don't care anymore. Right. So take the help. Have them do laundry. Have them bring dinner. Have them door dash dinner or whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Like uh, you had said to me, your parents are not close, like geographically close it is. Yeah. Have them door dash deliver you a freaking dinner or whatever. If yeah. Maybe they have already. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah. But, um, but uh, take the help. No shame. Take the help. If if somebody wants to come over and do laundry and let you or your wife sleep, take the help. 
Take the help. <laughs> that is what you need to be doing right now. Take the help. Thank you, Casey. I, I will. I will take the help when offered. <laughs> I will <laughs> certainly do that. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, thank you so much for your time. I know we went over what I uh, expected, but uh, uh, this, no, was a, so, I, this was a great chat. I just had. Um, yeah, it was, it was. Well, I appreciate. It. I'm very glad to have that you had me on. And actually, I'm kind of selfishly glad that that your kid popped out early because otherwise we would have gotten in fights about whether or not the iPad is actually a computer. So <laughs> <Yes>. instead, <laughs> instead we got to talk about baby stuff, yes. which I'm always here for. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So thank you to the little one for uh, easing what would have been a very tense conversation between the two of us Absolutely. and making it much <laughs> easier. But uh, no, thank you for having me on. And uh, please, uh, obviously, reach out uh, if you have questions. Uh, I'm I'm happy to help as best I can, even though my memory is crap and my kid kids are older now but i'm <laughs> happy to i'm happy to answer what i can we'll don't, do. don't be afraid. yeah it's uh yeah you've had a kid once every uh four years and this is the fourth year uh, yeah no no no, no no don't you be jinxing me uh-uh, we're done we're done yeah. nope. so, my no, little one will be about four years older than your your littlest one yep. yeah exactly yep oh goodness i can't imagine going to baby phase right i know right now. oh man oh goodness so um, you than me my friend so atp and analog and the other places people should check yeah out? yeah so if you like hearing me talk about nerdy apple stuff then you'll enjoy the accidental tech podcast with my friends john syracuse and marco arment uh, if you like hearing me talk about more of this kind of stuff, actually, um, you can listen to Analog with my friend Mike Hurley. That's at uh, Relay FM. Uh, and then uh, Twitter, Instagram, all those things. My website, uh, it's all Casey List. So CaseyList.com, Casey List on Twitter, Casey List on Instagram, all all the things. It's typically Casey List. So uh, if you want to see, I don't typically put up pictures of my kids um, once they reached about three or four years old. Um, occasionally I will, but very rarely now. But um, you can check out, you know, Instagram to see my my kids who thankfully look uh, like spinning images of their mother. They're very lucky. Uh, and then if you wanted to put up pictures of your kids, but maybe hide their faces. Um, I have an app called Peak View. Oh, excuse me. That's the other app. I got myself confused on my <laughs> own apps. I have an app called Masquerade, uh, which is M-A-S-K-E-R-A-I-D. Uh, that lets you use machine learning to automatically put emoji over uh, people's faces, which is really convenient once the kids are not a mush anymore. And then Peak View, which I accidentally brought up earlier, is uh, it, let's say you wanted to give your cranky toddler your phone to look at pictures but you don't want them deleting things mm -hmm. or perhaps a client or a coworker or whatever uh peak of you is basically a read-only photo gallery um so you can check that out as well those are two apps on the ios app store and you can find all these links on my website at caseylist.com very cool and i think i'll actually start to have uses for those apps now that you exactly <laughs> turns out no, I'm very excited for you guys. It's fun when, when dad. It's fun when dads have like ideas for apps that like. Oh, I now understand why this would actually be a thing because yeah, exactly. we're also like. I don't think I want my kids' photos on the internet widely. Like they're just yeah, kind of yep. pri privately shared between friends. And stuff. Yep, yeah. exactly right. So I mean, obviously, everyone's you know, your mileage may vary. There's you know, it's just that's the way I yeah. wanted to treat it. But but yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm sorry I ran you way over the time you you had asked for. And that's my fault. But uh, but hopefully there's something good in here somewhere. So I appreciate the time. No, that's great. Yeah, and thank you so much. Thank you. Well, that's my discussion with Casey all about being a brand new father. My thanks again to Casey for his time recording this episode, and my thanks to you for your time and attention tuning in. And support this podcast over at patreon.com slash iPadPros or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. And with that, I'll talk to everyone again real soon. <laughs>